we finally were able to get ourselves a sponsor. Now, it's been a long road. It's been about three years now of grinding, and I'm excited to announce that Hepius is now sponsoring the podcast. Now, I will be doing 30-second ad reads at the start and at the end, kind of like your typical podcast. That's kind of the normal things. So let's get into it. Hepius. Number one place to go for premium CBD that's not gonna break your bank. Very, very low prices compared to all the other competitors that are around. It is locally owned and sourced here in Utah, and it is work safe, meaning there is no THC in it, so you don't have to stress about that. They have something for everyone, and I personally use the number two broad spectrum. Now, for me, it kind of wakens me up, perks me up, gives me some energy, makes me a little bit more focused. Now head over to hepiusmed.com. That is H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. Thank you. Aiden, I have been anticipating this podcast for a while, and I am extremely excited because... Man, myth or legend. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you get... When you have people who come on the podcast regularly, you talk to them regularly, and they uh, they kind of get into talking about other people in their life. You just want to get to know them. And you, sir, are number one on that list in my eyes for several different reasons. Now, I know some viewers are wanting to know specifically a couple of things, but we're going to get into that much later in the show. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while. I swear to God, okay? Holly gave me your contact information so I could get on like six months ago. Okay. I totally forgot I had it. Happens. I know. Happens. I'm sorry. When I found it again, I was literally in the middle of texting you, and it was this big, long text where it's like, I'm Holly and Kaz's roommate, and it was a whole introduction. And do you remember my first text to you? Short and brief. It was... Okay, it's time. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> it's time. And I saw it, and I didn't know that I had you on Snapchat, to be honest with yeah. you. And I saw the name, like, oh, it's definitely time. It's fucking time. There's nothing better than getting that as the first message talking to someone. I'm like, oh, let's fucking go. I know, yeah, I know I've been talked about a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm happy, you know, clear it up. The face reveal's done. Yeah. This is what I look like. Beautiful. Oh, a Chad. <laughs> Absolutely. Mega, mega Chad. Um, oh, I have the thunder thighs to prove it. Uh, now, I know, aside from like the funny stuff, we do have a couple topics we want to discuss that are a little bit more personal and kind of, yeah. you know, specific to Utah, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. I've been going on like a spree lately of getting people on who want to talk about, you know, living in Utah because. For those of you who don't live in Utah, and you start hearing these stories, you're like, what in the fuck is going on in that state? We sound like a weird Midwestern Alabama, honestly. (laughs) We really do. And the one that I always get shit for is people are like, you can't buy alcohol at like a gas station? No, we can't. Absolutely not. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's the worst part, dude. <laughs> the liquor stores close early. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only get certain amount of liquors. We don't have nearly as many, uh, near as wide a range as other states do. Nope. And we get them. We don't get to uh, partake in a lot of these cool exotic beers that are coming in. 
Dude, unless... you can't get a four loco here. You yeah. can't get four locos here. Right. Unless you dabble in like, you know, some cross state. Yeah, weird Wyoming. You gotta go over to Wyoming yeah. if you wanna get anything like that. Now what I wanna know though is so you're eighteen, nineteen, right? I'm nineteen. Yeah. You're nineteen. And the reason why you're here is because you know Holly and Cass were regulars. Cass they both do their Holly and Cass mess around. Mm-hmm. Holly and I do true crime junks, and then we all do read between the lines. Um, and you've kind of fan. big fan. Read between the lines is, is I love watching that. And that one's always just a blast because it it usually ends up being like, man, this book's crazy, and then two and a half hours of just utter complete <laughs> chaos. Yeah, complete but chaos. It's wonderful chaos. <laughs> um, I guess my question to you is like, where did the connection happened to become their roommates and then like how has that dynamic been because now you are the only guy that lives with Cass and Hall. Cass and Hall. Yeah. Um, honestly, Cass's brother is my best friend. Well, okay. was my best friend for a long time throughout high school. He still is. Me and him are very close. He's on his mission right now. Oh, okay. Another very Utah thing that you don't hear outside <laughs> yeah. of Utah. Um, he's out on his mission, and while he was out, saw a Snapchat post from Cass. I need a roommate, four hundred month. Text me, and I texted her, and then she was like, "Hell yeah, let's get you in here." Because I met her once before; she was a uh, babysitting me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Not like an actual babysitter, but ah, uh, yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> she I got babysitting you. Babysitting me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, taking care. <laughs> Um, yeah, she met me once before, and then she had another proposal from another person, but nobody in the house really wanted her as a roommate, and mm-hmm. so I remember I came over one time, and they were just like, here's the house, here's your room, and there Come, you go. yeah, if you want to join, it'll start up in April, and I was like, perfect. Um, honestly, not a great time to move out, because, you know, the world kind of ended. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pandemic but... started. <laughs> Yeah, in April, that's when it kind of hit hard, and I was like, I hope I'll keep my job. And that's four jobs later. Oh, shit. Not in a bad way. I'm doing way better than oh, I was doing good, before, good. so, you know. Um, after that, when I moved in, oh, there was me, Cass, Holly, and Nate. Mm-hmm. Now Nate's gone. It's just me, Cass, and Holly. It's... Honestly, it is like an acid trip living there sometimes. <laughs> I will wake up at like 6 a.m. to Holly and Cass giggling in the kitchen, like eating weird snacks. Like one time I've seen them chewing on baguettes. I've seen them <laughs> chewing on just weird stuff. And I just come out, saunter out like it's some weird cartoon show. And then we all just like dance at each other. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's a weird acid trip, but it has been so much fun. It's... <laughs> Well, I heard, I actually was just recently, Cass came on and did an episode where we kind of talked about Utah religion, LDS, Mm -hmm. and she told us of the Sea Shanty Day. Pirate Day. Yeah, Pirate (laughs) Day. And that right there in my eyes is just like, you guys, all three had COVID, right? Uh, I was done with my COVID. You were done. They had it. They had it. And it was just an impromptu, let's throw some sea shanties on like you do. Dress up. It didn't start. It started with just sea shanties. We we're like, man, we're really vibing with sea shanties today. Yeah. And then within the hour, we're like, okay, we're gonna go dress up. I'm gonna go get some juice. We're all gonna have a fun time. <laughs> then we're gonna meet up back here in like 20 minutes. Yep. And that's how the night started. 
Right. And then we had another friend come over, and he forced him to dress up. Because if all of us are, he can't be the only yeah, one. Yeah, either do or you leave. <laughs> or you leave. Now, I did hear the awkward situation of Holly's boss showing up. Oh. <laughs> I feel bad. Okay, let me just preface this all by saying I feel really bad. Because we, she told us before he came over, she was like, my boss is going to be coming over. He's just going to drop off some stuff and leave. So I was expecting him to ring the doorbell, drop it off at the door, and walk out. Yeah. I hear door doorbell ring. Holly runs off to the bathroom because she needs to go to the bathroom. Um, I open up the door, and he's just standing right there. And he's like, hi, I'm, I'm Holly's boss. Is, is Holly here? And I'm in a full pirate getup, like everything. I have the super wrinkly button-up white cream shirt. I have almost leather pants, almost, (laughs) but they're black. Uh, And I just go, yeah, uh, let me go get her. And I just run off, run to the bathroom. I just really loud knock on the door. I'm like, Polly, 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 he's here. Polly, he's here. And she was like, oh, shit. (laughs) As he's standing out in front of the doorway, there's you can see the hallway right yeah. from the front doorway. Holly then jumps without pants on across the hallway. Like, I've never seen her move that fast before. <laughs> I couldn't tell that she did it. She had to tell me she did it because after I didn't notice that it was that fast. She jumps across totally pantsless, and then I just like walk over inside the family room and I'm like, hey, it's cold outside. Do you want to come in? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, sure. I totally shouldn't have even said that. We had liquor bottles in the family room. Sea shanty's still sea playing. Sea shanty's still playing. We had to tell Alexa to shut up once he came in. Um, and Holly just came out in sweats, not dressed up as a pirate anymore. Oh. But everyone else was. We were All of us were dressed up as pirates, but she was totally normal and chillaxed. I feel like she kind of dropped the ball, because if she would have kicked the door down and then like came out in pirate garb yeah. and started talking like a pirate. Like, just right at his face. If I was her boss, immediate raise. Oh, yeah. yeah you got like, the gumption. You. Yeah. <laughs> you got that customer service, I can already tell. <laughs> You are the one that is going to really bring this business to where it needs to be. Exactly. And that's why I was confused from the beginning. I was, I thought he was just going to drop it off and leave. I thought that was going to be the end of it. Yeah. And then he stayed at the front doorway and I was like, it's really cold out. It just barely snowed. And I was like, ah, do you want to come in? Right. I, just, I mean, you're doing the nice, the nice, the thing. nice thing. But afterwards, I got a, I got a yelling from Cass and Holly. Like, How dare you? How dare you? God, I wish I, I, one of those moments where I just wish that I could be a fly on the wall and just see the fucking I have a video camera. I want to see his reaction, just like walking that first step in and just alcohol and oh. sea shanties about. And I, I was, you know what? For me, not having a pirate getup. Like one dedicated for pirating. I'm very happy with how my costume came out. It was perfect. And we all kind of, it was impromptu, but it was. Good time. I, yeah, I've never seen Holland more drunk. No? Never. I saw a video that she made of her, like, replying to someone, like, on Snapchat or whatever, and there were not many words. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of syllables. Yeah, a lot of syllables. Not a lot of words. A couple noises and then <laughs> grunting. Yeah, for grunting. sure. <laughs> it's great though. 
Now, so I know that the room is, or the place you guys are all kind of separated. Mm -hmm. Where are you going to end up, do you think? Do you have plans for... I do. Um, so it, the plan differs. There's only going to be a one-month difference between my two plans at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, I could go back, live with my parents for a month, save up some money, sure. and head back out. Um, the other one is head straight over to Arizona. I got a brother-in-law over there, and he does electrician's work. Oh, want shit. to apprentice me. That's actually a great, yeah. a great start, yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. That sounds like a great start to uh, already a crumbling economy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's one of those fields, though, where you start You're now. always going to need an electrician. Electrician, plumbing, welding truckers truckers any of those fields like i know when people think like oh i don't want to be working my hands it's actually really rewarding and it's like therapeutic man it is i've worked with my hands almost my whole life in some sort of facet and yeah. i i don't ever see myself not doing something at least on the side because there's just whether you're doing electrical work or you're construction or you're building something whatever it is when you get done with that and you look at it you're like wait i like these tools made it and there's just something special about it yeah uh right now i, I work in a shipping company i'm not going to name it specifically because i yeah, don't yeah. want anything social media to do with them <laughs> um but definitely for sure when we're setting up these these big old vans like i'll do 18 wheelers 16 wheelers uh, I'll fill them up with these boxes mm -hmm. and I have to pretty much set them up so they don't fall over. That's yeah. kind of like the whole point. But after a good four hour shift and then I'm on my break, like I'll look at the truck that I've been in that entire day and I'll just see that I've pretty much filled up a truck and a half by myself. Yeah. That's, it's rewarding. It only, yeah, it is. It's, it's huge because mm -hmm. I've worked remotely. Never again. Um, <laughs> never again. I was scamming people for internet and phone and TV, mm -hmm. like, you know it's a scam. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I've worked in food, and... Same. Hell, if you haven't worked in food, uh, I don't trust your opinion. <laughs> Period. <laughs> That's the end of it. I agree, because there's something that you learn about working in food, about just human beings. Yeah. Oh. The worst. <laughs> you are going to meet the most horrible people ever. Yeah. And you are going to have to smile and grin and bear it. I and remember... I remember younger me, I think I was like 16 or 17, working at a pizza place. Everyone can do the math and figure out where it was. Yeah. And, you know, you, I kind of did cooking slash customer service. Like, mm -hmm. it was just where the build, like how our layout was. Like, you could literally cook right here and take phone calls right over there. Like, it wasn't a big building. Yeah. So, I remember getting a call from some gentleman. He's like, oh, I want pepperoni and some breadsticks. You know, make sure that there's marinara sauce, blah, 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 blah. Put in the order. Get a call back, like maybe 45 minutes. And this is the first thing he picks up. Are you guys fucking morons? And I'm like, I was like, excuse me? Those, those are the calls where you're like, mm. And he's all like, well, I told you, and I think it was you specifically, I wanted two fucking marinara. You guys didn't fucking, and just like blowing up. And I'm just yeah. sitting there like, I'm the, I've always been the type that I just find stuff like that funny. Yeah. Because like, I feel bad. Like his day is ruined because of marinara. Because of pizza. And I get it. He paid for it. He deserves it. Like yes. whatever. But I mean, to, to blow up over marinara anyways marinara. 
And not that, even the best sauce, yeah. by the way. <laughs> not okay. even the top Not tier. even the top. And I just, if you haven't got to experience those life lessons, your opinion is not valid. I, oh, I used to work at a, a sandwich making place. You can definitely do the math on that one. Uh, I'm going to tell you this story right now. You're not going to believe it. Okay. You're not going to believe it. Okay. With that area, this is in uh, nearby, Bountiful okay. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a homeless gentleman come in, and uh, we had a drive through and everything, so I didn't even notice when he walked in. I was working in the drive through He walks in with a dog on a leash, and you can tell they're both yeah. very much homeless. Okay. Um, he then proceeds to pick up the dog, puts it on the counter, where we actually make the sandwiches, and then sicks the dog on us. What? He, he just screams, sick, sick, sick. The dog doesn't do anything. The dog's not trained. The dog just... He stands on the counter. Yeah, dog's totally fine. Um, he then proceeds to leave, go into the bathroom, and then spend 45 minutes to about an hour in the bathroom with this dog that we now have on the counter. At that <laughs> point, we, we picked up the dog, took it outside, and we tied it up against the building. Yeah. Um, again, I'm working the drive-through. I'm, I'm totally focused on my job. And about an hour in, we get a couple customers come to us. They're like, hey, there's somebody who's been in the bathroom for a long time. When you work at a, a sandwich-making place, um, you know there's people doing very illicit stuff in the bathroom. Oh, for sure. All the time. I found meth underneath toilets. Yep. I found cocaine baggies mm -hmm. uh, in, inside, the, like, inside the water tank of the toilet. <laughs> Classic. I'm like, why would you hide it there? Now you either got wet cocaine yep. or shitty cocaine. Yeah, well, you're not having a great time. Story's not over. He then comes out of the bathroom in an hour, butt naked, completely oh. nude, oh, and proceeds to crab walk shit across the floor. No. Across the entire dining room floor. He does it, and it's it's not solid. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. Oh, my God. Uh, we can definitely tell he's... Fucked up. Oh, he's yeah. on something. Um, we call the police, we call, uh, what are they called? Safety people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hazmat suits, bleach, oh. all of it. We were told to bleach the entire building, top to bottom, throw out all the food that has been inside the building at that point, unless it was in the freezer. Like sure. The uh, but anything open, pretty much, we have to throw out and completely start over. That place opened 24-7. It was one of the first ones in Utah that was open 24-7. Mm -hmm. Shit, I'm just getting more specific on that specific building. Oh, uh, Jesus. Um, and then we were closed for two hours. That's it? That's it. That's it. That kind of gross. No, me that's out. super gross. Yeah, that's okay? fucking disgusting. We were told we should have been closed for the entire day. Yeah. It's crabby boss, crabby manager. Capitalism. Like two hours. <laughs> he was like, wipe everything down with bleach and then open it back up. You could smell the bleach. As you walked into the building, and it didn't make you want any sandwiches. No, that so made me probably walk out. It's a very quiet shift after that. <laughs> what do you even say? Like, even joking, like, what do you say? Like, man, I, I can't lie, great... I giggled. Yeah. <laughs> as I saw it, I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and make sure there's nothing else in mm. there. And 
then I'm off at this time, and at that time, I am leaving. No one will make me stay longer. <laughs> I've never had anything that crazy. There's definitely been poop stories, because, like, I think that that is, like, what makes you, like, truly understand the worst, like, in people. Just the filth that can <sighs> literally come out of people. And just the audacity. Because I, my poop story, the one that I remember the most, is when I was working at the same place... I, at this point, was the general manager, and I got, thank you, thank you, <laughs> I had someone walk in, or like, an employee go into the bathroom, yeah. come back, and be like, hey, come here. And they pull me to the back, and they're like, hey, like, and they were like a nice, wholesome, you know. Yeah. It was a customer that wanted the best for the employee. No, not a cu- yeah. Oh, no, it was an employee who found it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It makes it even worse. But here's the thing is he was like a 16-year-old, like very sheltered, like very Utah. Another Utah thing. Yeah. yeah. A very young Utah boy who has When you say innocence at 16, that's unheard of yeah, in any other state. Exactly. Here, that's the catch. 100% the innocent. I'm talking like he'd call his mom and make sure that she's okay and tells her he loves her every hour. Oh. That type of level of innocence. If he doesn't text her by the hour on the yeah. hour, trouble. His ass might get whooped. Yeah. <laughs> so he pulls me aside and he's like, "Hey, um, I just went in the bathroom and uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but someone went to the bathroom on the floor." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, did someone like pee on the floor?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "Someone went like." to the bathroom on the floor specifically wasn't and i like looked at him like 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 shit and he's like yeah and i'm like i i like kind of was like oh my god because like to the people who kind of know me there's only one thing that grosses me out on this planet and it's poop i just i don't know what it is like i grew up on like those crazy like websites like seeing all these awful things and like you know, 4chan really makes you evolve as a human in not you know, good ways. At least ways. you didn't say 9gag. At yeah. Least didn't say oh, well. Gag. Only, like, two times, and I was like, that's not the, that's not the place for me. Um, I'm good. Yeah. I've, I've had a couple of moments on the internet where it's like, you know what? I don't need the internet. My mind's anymore. morbid and all of that, <laughs> but I'm good. The forest, like, deep mountains seems really nice. <laughs> Anyways, so that's always been my biggest, like, just thing that grosses me out. And, uh... I couldn't do it. I just was like, there's no way. So I pull one of my buddies and I'm like, hey man, listen, he just told me that like someone shit on the floor. Yeah. Will you go check for me? Because they knew, like he was like one of my close buddies. Mm-hmm. And he comes in laughing. He's like, bro, someone definitely shit all in that bathroom. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. I and love- he's like, it's not just like they like miss the toilet he's like they purposely shit in the middle of the bathroom this perfectly incorporates with the theme of utah because we do have both sides of the spectrum the guy who walk out of the bathroom be like um they made a yeah an accident number then the other is like (laughs) straight (laughs) shit on the floor bro straight shit um so i'm talking like forearm sized motherfucker yeah so i uh i did what anyone would do in that moment and i passed that blame on to the company we shared the building with <laughs> so i walked over to them and i was like hey listen uh we had the bathrooms locked on our side so they couldn't get in and uh yeah apparently someone shit in there and the lady was like what and i was like yeah i don't know what we need to do and she's like well we need to clean it and i'm like 
do you have anyone that would? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll just. I'm like, whoo, those are the troopers, man. One for the boys. Because oh. I couldn't. How am I, like, if I don't go and do it myself, the I'm an asshole. The person who does it has been there for 15 years. Yeah. Has done this before. Yeah. And it's just like, you know what? They have a, they've seen worse. Care. Yeah, they've seen worse. Because it was one of those situations, like, I couldn't tell one of my employees to go do it. Because then I'm a fuck. Like, I'm an asshole. Yeah. I couldn't go and do it. Because I would just puke everywhere. Straight up. Oh, make it worse. Yeah. And thankfully she had some trooper who was like, he came over, he didn't, he didn't say many words to me. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, so bathroom? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, dude. The worst part about all of it, with, with the homeless dude in my situation, the store was full. Oh. It had, like, it was lunch rush. Oh, wait, so there was, like, customers? There was customers in the store as he was walking. Because this is the sandwich place that's by, like... The ice cream place. The good ice cream place. Okay. Is... The one that is a staple in Utah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So I can picture, because I've been in there a couple times. It's super, it's a small store. Yeah. But we had customers in there, and we had... It became fireworks afterwards. We had customers throwing up. We had customers sobbing. We had customers like screaming at us for the manager. They had. We had customers. It was a nightmare. Yeah, you could scream for the manager. What I was do? laughing the whole time. I was like, "I'm not a manager. I'm part time. <laughs> I don't. Care. I'll quit right now. <laughs> if, you, if you told me to clean it up, nah, Done. you couldn't pay me. You Done. couldn't pay me enough to do it." Wait, so my my biggest thing is like, did he get his dog? The dog was outside, and uh, after <laughs> after he left, we never saw the dog. We never saw him ever again. The police told us they they found him. They they got him. Yeah, because he would be naked, right? Oh yeah, just walking. He in just that, walked away and left little... his clothing in the bathroom. I I, I searched the man's clothing. <laughs> Anything of <sighs> Pla- uh, pet plastic bags, of yeah, course, yeah, empty yeah. plastic bags. Um, we had heroin needles in the trash can. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, this was my, of course, at this point I was still Mormon. Okay. I was still very religious, very, like, I'm not innocent. I wasn't innocent like most people, but I still had that Mormon foundation there. And, you know, that was my first interaction really with drugs, like heavy narcotics. Right. It was just finding stuff in in these bathrooms. And, uh... (laughs) You know, I think that's a big thing that people who listen in Utah really have to realize that shit happens pretty regularly everywhere. 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 Like it doesn't matter what state you're in. Yeah. You can't cover that stuff. And I feel like Utah though, in some specific areas only gets like these random glimpses. Yeah. Oh, definitely. In in New York, if that happened in a New York subway, no one would, nobody would care. They'd probably have a dude calling, like calling for police. Yeah. That'd be it. Here we had sobbing. It looked like a war scene in there. We had like people kneeling down, holding their babies, like, why? Why? And all I could do was just kind of sit in the back and laugh and just be like, I, I'm going to go shut down the drive-thru. Yeah, <laughs> we, need to, we need to regroup. <laughs> we need a powwow, and then we need to get back on this once it doesn't smell like feces in Ugh, here. Man, I, I, I don't know if I could have handled that moment. Oh. That's like my work. Deep water, diarrhea shit from a like a man who's on drugs. That's like 
my two worst Cass's nightmares. little brother was there with me. Oh. Me and him worked together in that building. And me and him were just kind of fist bumped. And we're like, <laughs> I don't get to work today. Yeah, I guess you get a 20-minute like, break. I mean, not <laughs> shout-outs to your manager, though. You guys probably should have shut down. We did. We shut down. For, for two hours. Yeah, for probably the day. Not enough time. No. We were told the whole day, and then we totally just ignored it. I would have got like one of those big fans and kind of <laughs> directed it outside, get a little bit of that smell out. There oh. was no helmet, man. He, It was all the way from the bathroom to the outside. Yeah. B-Bert, what's up? Sorry, I missed your chat. She said, Karen, what the fuck do employees have to do with the man on drugs? <laughs> You aren't trained for those situations. You know those employee training videos? They need to have one where it's just like, okay, situation. Crackhead walks in and breaks an employee's arm. What do you do? Because yeah. that definitely will happen at some point. I worked at a, not for a long time, but I worked at a really kind of well-known gas station around mm-hmm. here. And it was the one that's right off one of our... The good slushies? Um, no. I wish. It's one of the exits, like one of the first gas stations off one of our biggest exits out here. I know exactly. Yeah. Uh, is it next to the steakhouse? No. Okay. Uh, more this way. Okay. Yeah. Just, um, that was one of the first days for me, too, where I, uh, my first interaction with, like, copious amounts of hard narcotics, because I had to go clean the bathroom. Yeah. And usually, like, you know bathroom right off of a freeway like it's usually pretty gross i go to empty the trash and we're talking like nine or ten dime bags are just black and i didn't know what it was because like at that time like yeah you know i may i knew what things were but i had never seen anything like what it looks like and i go get my manager and he's all like he goes in there he's like nah more black tar and i'm like what and he's like yeah it's not the first time we found him here let's just one of the Without giving too much information, one of the owners also is in law enforcement. Okay. So he came and handled the situation. I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing in Utah. I know everybody you're talking about yeah. all the time. I know exactly what you're talking about. It doesn't about. matter where you're at. You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so that great transition. Yeah. I want to know. So you grew up Mormon. Yes. But you weren't as sheltered. So I want to get into, like, the, like the depths of it. Like, what, how was the childhood for you? Like, were you... I was raised rich Mormon. Okay. Filthy rich Mormon. Okay. Like, four-story building. I had an indoor basketball court, indoor uh, gym and showers, indoor bowling ball alley, indoor all of it. We okay. had, like, four acres of land all to ourselves up on the mountain. You know, North Salt uh, Lake, like... No, Bountiful. Oh, the Mountain Bountiful. I'm talking like that rich area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think Jack Black owned the building up there. Yeah, that's um, what I've heard. I, yeah. Never been able to confirm. Um, yeah, raised super rich. Um, and then 2008 hit. Mm-hmm. And then we were living in condos. Apartments, condos, and very humbling. Uh, I'm happy I was able to go through both. I'm happy I was able to see both sides both. of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was raised Mormon throughout all of it. I left the Mormon church at 16, 16, 17, around there. Um, So only a couple years ago, but uh, it was definitely fading when I kept on uh, going into church, and I was just like, 
hey, going over to my buddies and was like, I'm going to go smoke some pot. <laughs> you guys want to join? They're like, oh, we need to baptize you again. And I was like, oh, good. And that was... Okay, so... Because I, I have to wrap my head around. So you're you're 19. Yes. So you kinda, you, you're still fairly fresh out in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Yes. But it sounds like if you were smoking when you were like 16, mm-hmm. like when do you think... Because... So far talking to you, we're what, like 30 minutes in. I can yeah. tell you're, you definitely have your wits about you. You're very intelligent, articulate. So I can definitely see that being like an early age, like starting to question notice some stuff. holes and question some things. Like, do you remember like a specific point where you're just kind of like, hmm. Um, a specific point was honestly, if you want to look it up, I know it's on YouTube somewhere. It might have been taken down, honestly, for how big the church is, yeah. how much money they have pulling. It might not be there. Um, somebody has recorded a uh, temple vow um, orientation thing. It's what it's your vows that you do in the temple when you when you're getting the handshakes married. and stuff. Uh, when you're getting married. Oh, when you're getting married. Yes. Okay. Um, and that, when I saw that, it was right after I, uh, heard about Ted Bundy and really that whole situation in, in, in Utah. Mm-hmm. And both of the things kind of gave me the same vibe. Just like something's wrong here. Something I don't personally agree with. Okay. And, and to this day, I have nothing against what the, the Mormon church teaches and, and what they, even what they practice, as long as it's not hurting anybody. I Absolutely. Don't care. hundred percent. I don't care. It's just, it's not for me, and honestly, for a long time, even after I left the church, I was like, I want to raise my kids in the church. Mm-hmm. It's a great community. Oh, fantastic. Amazing community, um, and it's, it's it's good for the kids. Honestly, I, I give that up to most of my wits and my common sense. It's yeah. definitely just being raised in, in something innocent, but challenging. I think it's, I love hearing that perspective, because I do think that Regardless of what people want to say about the church, the average LDS member is definitely more, they have their wits about them as far as like common sense goes. Honestly, the nicest religious community I've ever met. Oh, 100%. Hands down, any any Mormon ever will invite you in for dinner, no yes. matter what you look like, no matter what you smell like, no matter what you're doing on the street. Hell, if you're smoking a crack pipe, they will invite you in yep. for Mormon family dinner. Yeah. By the way... Well, personally, it's good dinner. It really is. It, these these uh, Mormon Mormon ladies around here know how to fucking cook. They know how to cook really well because they've all been on missions. Yep. And what that means is they've all been out of the country most of the time. Yep. And what that means is my mom was in Texas, so she worked with all the mamacitas. She mm-hmm. got the Mexican cooking. My dad went to Chile, and then he learned how to make violin bows in France. Oh, wow. So... My family's super culinary. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Food, favorite hobby, hands down. I think that's the other thing that, even though Utah gets bashed for not being like, a lot of other states will say we don't have a culture. We're vanilla white toast. We're very vanilla white toast, but I do think that like, on average, most people are more culturally like, what's the word I want to use? They've broadened their horizons a little bit more because of missions. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and most of the people, see, if you're a woman, if you guys don't know this, you, you have an option to go on a mission or not. If you're a man, you kind of get shamed if you don't go on a mission. Right. It's some serious shaming and, and hell. 
it's a huge reason why, I, again, I, I never went back, was mm-hmm. because I said, I don't know if I'm going. And then after that, you know, my grandma almost disowned me. But <laughs> it's something you kind of live through. Yeah. And that's another, I'm not going to say that's exclusive to Utah, but we get a lot of stories of, of kids kind of just being like, I'm, I'm not Mormon anymore. And then their parents, their own parents, just being like, I'm not paying for your schooling. Yep. I don't want to see you again Completely until you done. come back to me Mormon. I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I've seen that multiple times. Same. And it's... I th- it's fucking traumatizing, that's for sure. I think that's honestly where kind of this motivation for wanting to do this in my podcast has started is because I had an individual on, I keep shouting him out, his name was Cole. He grew up, similar thing, like very LDS, very Mormon, never, you know, didn't falter at all. His yeah. dad was a bishop, you know, he went on his mission. Bishop's children's man. Yeah. There's a whole stigma around those. Oh, yeah. Church as well. Served his two years. Came back, and he told all this on one of our episodes. You're welcome yeah. to go watch. It's a great... It really was one of those moments where I listened to it, and like, watching him talk, I was like, man, he's... This is crazy. Like I would get the chills listening to him talk about how like he just had this... Something in him that was just questioning and saying, this isn't for you, but do I do it? Because, you know... And I'm curious, your opinion, Like a lot of people talk like they don't want to lose their community. They don't yeah. want to be shunned they don't want to lose that family connection and because it happens so much a lot of people stick around just because they're scared of leaving just because they're scared of leaving and you know i want to be able to shine some light onto the people who do go and do make that step and kind of be like hey listen like it's i'm sure it's scary i'm I'm, i'll ask you and like for some people it's probably one of the most terrifying things you could do in their life because we live in such a you know sheltered community like leaving and potentially losing that community is terrifying, I'm sure, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. It, for me personally, um, I'm, <laughs> going to sound religious, I'm very blessed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very blessed with how I kind of left the church. Okay. My parents were very accepting. They were just like, my, my parents are both still very religious. I wouldn't call them specifically Mormon, and I'm seeing that more and more now, especially during the whole COVID time since nobody going to church the community kind of things have split up quite a bit. I'd say recently the church has been going downhill quite a yes. bit. Um, but when I left, uh, my sister at the time, uh, she's adopted. We're both the same age, mm-hmm. uh, three months apart. Um, she had the same situation as well. Like We both kind of left at the same time. And she was a little bit more aggressive about it than I was around my parents. And so she kind of softened the blow for me. Yeah. Because when I, when I came out, they were just like, oh. All right. Okay. Just don't do crack. Right. Yeah. Don't do be, crack be and smart. be happy. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, but again, there's there's extended family you got to worry about. I know I still have extended family that don't know. Mm. I just it's better and easier not to tell them. Sure. And I know a whole bunch of people that once they go out to college, especially around here, USU, even BYU. Oh yeah. They'll stop going to church and they just won't tell anyone. And that's the easiest way to kind of leave is just kind of just stop. stop. Yeah. And that that's the hardest part for some people too because there there's this moral standpoint and, and you always think you have the moral high ground, especially. But it's all bullshit. Yeah. I, it's all bullshit. The hardest question ever since leaving, anybody could ever ask me is, are you religious? Are you spiritual? 
Okay, that, that's a better one than religious. Are you spiritual? And yeah, I'm not superstitious. Okay. But I am spiritual. I, I know there's gotta be there's gotta be some good force in the world and there's gotta be some some evil, bad force in the world. And I kinda like to keep it vague, because if I keep it vague and if I'm just a good person overall, I can't really lose. Yeah. You know? And then all the religions will add these, you know, requirements. You gotta get baptized, you gotta you gotta pay your tithe, you gotta do all that to go to heaven and that's true then you know whatever god they're following is an asshole i i think that's where i oh what's up salty long time no see my friend i think that's where i kind of because i grew up a lot different than a lot of people around here i never went to church my parents gave me a hundred percent freedom of religion we never talked about it but they were always open to discussion yeah. if I were to bring it to the table, and they were never were your like parents religious at all, or were they? I would have to get a refresher, but I believe my dad was baptized Christian when he was younger, and then my mom was Mormon, and then just through the years they don't really practice anything, um, and they just kind of gave me the choice. There was never a stigma of like, hey, you can't go to church. There was never like, hey, you shouldn't go. It was always just like, this is what we do, you know. Sundays used to be like, you know, we talked about the Super Bowl before we started. Like, mm-hmm. my dad and I would watch some football or hang yeah. out, and you know. Even though I'm not Mormon, Sundays are still spiritual for me. Yeah, I don't, I, and that's another thing to find around Utah. You don't fuck with Sundays. Yeah, Sundays Some, are the day you relax. It's the day it's if peaceful. you work on Sunday, it's weird. A hundred percent. And I do right now, but. It's it's again weird. I go into work every Sunday and I'm like, I feel like I should be home. And we're like, the only we're probably the only state where you could hear like there's a lot of jobs that'll pay extra for people to work Sundays. Sundays. Or almost everything's closed Sundays. Yeah. Everything's closed Sundays, especially in the in the small towns, Bountiful, Woods Cross, oh, yeah. Centerville. I love when friends come out of state and they're like, What are we doing today? I'm like, Bro, it's Sunday. We got McDonald's <laughs> and Walmart. <laughs> what do you we want? Got a mountain we can climb. <laughs> yeah. We got like... some hikes, I think. <laughs> Matters what's the weather like. Yeah, sunny. Oh, it'll be raining in fifteen <laughs> yeah. minutes. Snow's on the forecast. I can smell <laughs> it. Um, no, but yeah, growing up like such a like a true freedom. I really, at a young age, like I saw a lot of my peers and friends like doing these things that I just didn't understand. Yeah, and I remember like specifically one of the weirdest moments for me. I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. I had a really good friend that like we were just tight. Yeah, and I went over to his house and we were just hanging out or whatever, and he got paid his allowance which was like 10 bucks or yeah. something and his mom paid him in like once yeah and then we went down in his room and like we were talking like oh like what are we gonna do like because you know ten dollars when you're in fifth grade it's is the whole world yeah you know it's we'll take over the planet with 10 yeah. bucks and he's like well hold on i gotta do something and he digs under his bed and pulls out the shoe box and he opened it up and in there were bags of money yeah and what it was is it was all of his tithing. So he even his allowance or any money that he made, he was separating it out in tithing. Yeah. And that moment, because I was, you know, fifth grade me, like I hadn't even known what tithing was. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is that, are you like saving? He's like, oh, it's tithing. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, oh, well, you have to give, like when you make money, you have to give some of it to the church. And I was just like, why? He's like, oh, that's just what we do. 
And again, asking that from a kid, of course, that's going to be the first response. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but that's just what I've done my whole life. And I, I remember coming back and asking my dad, I'm like, what does tithing mean? He's like, why? And he's like, well, and I explained the story, and he's like, well, you know, certain religions just kind of cost money. It was his best explanation for Sometimes a fifth grader. It's too expensive to preach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, there's no such thing as free. And uh, that was when I really started like, okay, well, I know that they're Mormon, but what does that mean? Yeah. And then that's when I started diving in as like as much as you can as a fifth grader mm-hmm. trying to understand shit. And from an outside source, when you don't hear all the information when you're younger. And if you don't hear it correctly. I yeah. do hear a lot of rumors where I'm just like, no, that's mm-hmm. not true. We don't. The biggest one is we have horns. That's the one I have. I've been to every state. I have heard it. I've heard it multiple times of people like I've had people grab my hair just like looking for it looking for actual horns see that was something that recently came to me that I did not know was a thing when when it happened to me you know at first I was completely confused why some stranger was grabbing at my hair but afterwards I was just like no of course we don't have horns and then the real weird part is the strangers just being like that makes no sense to me I've, I've always heard that Mormons have horns. Yeah. I've always heard that. And I'm just like, who the fuck, what do you think we are? <laughs> We're people too. Like, yeah, of course, it, it's great to start bigotry that way by yeah. coming out with some stupid rumors. And I mean, that's not the only one, right? Like, even me saying I'm from Utah, how many wives do you got? And, you know, magic pajamas. Yeah, magic pajamas. Which I didn't know was mean. Because I said it in the church. I call them magic pajamas, though they are known as garments. If yeah. you ever say magic pajamas to a Mormon, you might anger them. Yeah, you're... Like, actually. You're... I said it in front of Cass's mom, and she got quite livid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bebert says, a missionary told me that we only have dinosaur bones because Satan buried them in the ground to make us question God. Yes. That's, uh... That's honestly... Depending on the missionary, I know a lot of Mormons that have completely different viewpoints on different parts of, of the Book of Mormon, on the Bible. Like, yeah. It's super weird how we're such a close community, but I've heard completely different things. Yeah, um, I hear from people, yeah, the, the dinosaur bone story, I've heard that multiple times. I've also heard the world is only 2,000 years yep. old. I've also I've heard all of that, but then I've also heard from completely... Normal people, like, still, to this day, I trust within the church. They're, they're, they're some of the most trustworthy people, and, and they have some amazing viewpoints on stuff. They've just had very spiritual moments that have pretty much put them in a position to be a part of the Mormon church. Yeah, I've heard some serious horror stories of people talking about spirits, people talking about demons and stuff like that within the church. And, and hell, I've, I've had a couple moments where I've, I definitely could have been seen and stuff, but... I don't know. I it's difficult because I was young. It yeah. definitely could have been just a younger brain playing tricks on me. Sure. Um, and of course, if I'm raised in superstition, I'm gonna go to superstition whenever something weird or awkward happens. I think that right there is one of the most important things that people need to really start realizing about just anything. Yeah. The way that you're raised and what you are taught to believe in is what you're gonna go to when something happens that you can't explain. Sorry, I just read. Are they that race from the people of El? <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know it. Yeah. Yes, we're all pretty. Yeah, pink hair. And... Oh. 
Some Don't know what it is, and Mormon girls, dude. Yeah. Even if you're not Mormon, you'll see the Mormon girls and be like, okay. Utah State. I go to church. <laughs> um, I'll go to Singles Ward. Singles Ward. I I think that because I've had that realization a couple years ago when I started the podcast. But I'd have people on who have a really strong belief in either ghosts or astrology or religion or aliens or whatever it might be whatever their beliefs backbone belief system is whatever unusual thing happens to them is what they're going to think it is it's the first thing they rely and i imagine for individuals it's very tough to understand or to have like an outside point of view an obsession (sighs) shit man don't call me out like that (laughs) like (laughs) yeah we've been practicing some soaking I learned about that one not too long ago. That's the weird one, okay? I never did it. Right. But I've always heard stories. Yeah. Good old soaking. I saw a fucked up... I saw a fucked up meme that's probably really offensive, but it was like, um, Mormons practice soaking because it's the actual art of... Like, thrusting is what the sin is. Yeah. And the reason why... They can soak is because Jesus is actually a T Rex and he only can see in motion. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that. One. And the meme has a T Rex with like whole like white white clothes on. He's like, where the fuck did they go? <laughs> it's a really quality meme. It's, honestly, I've I, I still to this day have some friends in the morning church mm-hmm. and and I respect them for it completely. Absolutely. Oh wait, before all that, I have to you know announce not announce but uh, Mormon girls anywhere else you just call them Visco girls. You're right, hands down. Yeah, you're right. You call them Visco girls. So hey, if you have a thing for Visco girls, come down to Utah. We uh we got a lot. Yeah. When you walk around during winter time and it's, you know... Oh, the bars, dude? With the Uggs? Yeah. And... I was going to say oh. the Uggs, the the black and gray... Uh, sweatshirts and sweatpants. Yeah, sweatpants. And then occasionally, like, you know, a leather Han Solo jacket. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... And they always have their... Always, always have their water bottle with them. Yep. Yeah. Or a forbid swig. They don't have that on them. You got to have a swig in your hand. Oh, yeah. Which... Again, another Utah thing. Soda and cookie places. Dude, I, specifically candy, soda, and cookies. Yep. Soda pop shops are huge in Utah, and I don't get it. Well, okay, I'm going to lie. I was a big fan of They're Swig good. for a long time. They're good. I'll give them that, man. Yeah. Getting a monster mixed with another drink. Yeah. Mixed with these different flavors. It's honestly like getting a smoothie or a mm-hmm. slushie somewhere. It's like that, but soda. And I will give it one thing. There is definitely something fun about going to some of these soda shops mm-hmm. that specifically like make their aesthetic kind of like the old like yeah. 70s, 80s. like Rollerblades yeah. and all that. And it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And then there's those ones where you can tell from the beginning they're not going to make it. Like yeah. they're Swig and Fizz. And yeah. they have blown up. You'll Huge. see them on every street corner in Utah pretty much. They're buying out the markets. Pretty people. much. And then I remember there's one called Bottle Caps. That yeah, was I heard the that old. One. Was the place. Yeah. They, <laughs> uh, within the first month, I could tell, oh, they're going out of business. Oh, yeah, there's no way. Because I never saw a single customer in there. There was one down here by me that was. Uh, they were their own soda pop shop, and they did. A, they made a lot of great things. It was very slimmer to Swig and Fizz, and then I didn't go down there for like a month, and then now it's Fizz. Yeah, now <laughs> it's know? Fizz. 
Uh, let's see here. So Salty says, didn't know what soaking was, but the joke Jesus Christ only sees in motion, I think perfectly explained it. LOL. <laughs> uh, Amish culture. Oh, yeah, they do do similar things in the Amish culture when it comes to ye old yes. penetration. Yeah, we don't have the we don't have the sheet, the no. bed sheet. We don't do that. I think. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't know everything. I I haven't been through the temple since I was twelve, and that's a big thing. You're Mormon, you go through the temple, mm -hmm. and that is like pretty much orientation, just like of what the actual religion is and what you're actually doing. Yeah. And and I'm gonna be honest, there people talk about uh, what's the word I'm thinking of. Quiet, pretty much. Somber. Okay. Uh, like a word specific? Like a religious word of somber. Um, I've heard it a million times yeah. in the church, but uh, everyone... It's just very quiet, and it's very it's very spiritual. Mm. It's And it's kind of like a place where you can just kind of be with your own thoughts and be by yourself. Like, like serenity? Like... Reverence. Oh, reverence. There you go. Okay. okay, reverence. God, I don't know how I couldn't think of that word. But I'm going to tell you, it's therapeutic. Yeah. And and you can definitely see the pros to it. But then you go to those weird bath bowls, the bowls and the, and the baths, and then you see people getting baptized. And I've baptized people. And I've. That's interesting. Yeah, I've baptized people. And I wasn't old enough to know what I was doing in the church. That's the scary part. Yeah. Is that I have I had the permission and still do, technically. I'm I, still an elder. You could go back and I could go back and walk into the temple. Uh, I need to get a temple recommend, but uh no, I really wouldn't. I've snuck in the temple multiple times without one. <laughs> uh that's another huge thing, getting your, your temple recommend interview. Okay. That's as a child. That's huge. Like goals. Because no, each time you go in, they ask you very blunt questions. Do you touch yourself? Do you steal? Do you lie? Do you? They'll ask you all all the way down the list. They'll ask you all of that, and if you say anything out of line, you either won't get your recommend, and you won't be able to go to the temple. Which, if you can't go to the temple, you can't go with your family, which sucks. Mm. Or your bishop then you know takes you aside, and and you and him figure it out. That's so interesting to me to, because I didn't know that aspect of it. I didn't know that it was a, you wouldn't be able to go to your family if they're all passed. Yeah, if they didn't. all got it, you can't get it. Because that almost, that turns into even more kind of like. It's a bit culty. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a little bit, yeah, and it's definitely, but it's as pressuring a, you into doing. As a kid, I never saw it. I never even understood like what I was talking about when they asked me, when you touch your, do you touch yourself? I'd be like. I bathe. Yeah. And but like and then they're like, no, do you do it sexually? And then at that point I don't I don't know a single person that's said yes. Right. Like you're you're kind of forced into saying no. Because yeah. if you say yes, you're you're screwed. And the big one for me when I was in that church, and the traumatic one I'd say, if I'd even call it traumatic, is if they'd ask you, you were lying. Are you lying? Do you lie? And multiple times for my final years in the church, I did lie on my temple recommendation interview. Hmm. I did lie on it. And they'd ask you, are you lying? And then you kind of, you know, sweat beating down your face. And you're just like, no, I'm not lying. And they stare at you and blankly write on a checklist. I'm not even joking. They always have a list, a, a piece of a paper on a list. And then they're just checking it off. Hmm. It's really, looking back on it, it's kind of crazy, but... 
as a kid, I didn't know what I was doing, and I'll just keep on using that as, as an excuse. Right. It's just so interesting to me, like, because it's more, it more and more, like, stuff that comes out that people, because that's the cool thing about where we are now is people who leave the church yeah. are becoming more vocal and talking about the things that either they felt are not handled the best way. Yeah. And hopefully with those communication lines, something will change. Because, I mean, we do hear a lot about when the conversation of, like, masturbation comes up. There can be, we've heard some really fucked up stories. If you want to piss off a whole lot of Mormons real quick, ask about women and the priesthood. Yeah. That is, oh, you are going to be either getting hands or you're going to be getting blessed yeah. within five minutes. Yes, I've heard a lot about that on top of the fact that, you know, when you look back at how long it took them to allow anyone of color to be in the priesthood, you kind of like, ooh, that's... Until, what was it, 1985? It was 85 or 95. 95, somewhere way too close. Yeah, way, with the, I, yeah, not good, mm-hmm. not good. And, you know, everyone knows, if you guys don't know who uh, last podcast on the left is, they're... Love them. Love, oh my gosh, fan, One of the, in my eyes, like, probably top tier podcasts in the world oh they just they're so great their mormonism series is in depth it's very in depth and i challenge anyone to go through that with an open mind and not come out with some questions oh that phrase gives me a little bit of ptsd i challenge yeah every every uh priesthood meeting which is where all the boys in a certain level of the priesthood now like we can get into that the levels of the priesthood okay and that's based on your age okay um but whenever you exit your 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 lesson where they bring you in for an hour and they just talk about a lesson of the day they always say i challenge you every time i hear that now i'm just like don't challenge me on anything fuck you (laughs) fuck you um but yeah uh as a kid i think at eight is when you're baptized Mm -hmm. at 12 is when you get the Aaronic priesthood, right? Which is for only boys. Only boys can get the Aaronic priesthood. Um, and then at fourteen, you get the you become a priest. Okay. Is it a teacher? You become a teacher, which is these are all just titles, pretty much for, sure. for boys coming up. And then you're sixteen, you become a priest. Then when you're eighteen, you become an elder. When you are an elder, that's the highest you can get up, and that is also when you receive the Melchizedek priesthood. Okay. And that's the big one. That's the laying on of hands. That's the uh, I can bless you and I can I can heal you from sickness. To, yeah. yeah. Once you have the Melchizedek priesthood, you've been through the temple. You you've been through all most of the vows, most of the stuff. And I never received it. Holy shit! I never received the Melchizedek priesthood. <laughs> I just realized that. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, because you would have been out at a sixteen. 16 I yeah. was a priest, and at that point, that's when you can start baptizing people when you're a priest. That's so strange to me. Mm-hmm. I still am amazed that I've even done it. Okay, let, let's put, let's try and rewind to like 15, 16 year old Aiden that's okay. still in the church and still like actively participating. Okay. What was the moment like when you did your first baptism? Like in your brain, like what were you thinking? Oh, I was the cream of the crop. I was the best. I. I was doing something for God because I wanted to. And you know what? That's a great thing. When you have, when yeah. you feel like you have a purpose and you want to do it and you are, and you're completing it and you, and you have achieved your goal. And, and at that age, 
That was my goal. At 16, I wanted to baptize someone because that's what every 16-year-old does, Yeah, is, is take somebody through baptisms. And then you also do, oh, hell, sacrament. All the kids do sacrament. The moment you get the Aaronic Priesthood is when you start sacrament. Um, but yeah, I, I felt great. And honestly, again, there's a reason why it's, I said, I, I don't say it now, I, I would raise my kids inside the church mm -hmm. if I didn't have any daughters. Uh, <laughs> If it was just boys, I, I'd think about it, honestly. Um, because it, it felt great. Like, on a, I, I felt amazing, and I felt like I, I was doing my job, and I, I felt like I was a part of a community. And that's huge alone. Just I mean, a part of a community. explaining that right there, like, I think that's why the religion is still around mm -hmm. and as strong as it is. Because regardless of what, if, if you're anti-Mormon or you're, pro-Mormon, or you kind of like me, you just love both sides. Um, I did get the healing buff stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's nice for me to hear stuff like that, because I'm like, I'm glad that there's individuals who just feel truly rewarded, because a lot of my experiences have been with individuals who didn't feel rewarded growing up, yeah. and now are struggling with it, now trying to figure out their identity. Yeah. Because it's when you get when you get when you're 18 and now you're starting to question if not only like what you want to do with your life but now what you want to do religiously that's overwhelming hell i and and when i left i i that was the big reason why my parents were kind of so okay with me leaving was because i told them i was like i'm going to be looking into other religions mm. i want to be religious i want to be spiritual but i don't know if this is the right one and since i've only been in this one how can i know that and they're like, that's a very fair point. Yeah. Go have fun. I looked into Taoism, which, hell, I still believe in. I looked into Confucianism. Mm -hmm. I looked into paganism. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's cringy, cringy years of my life. Um, I, I've looked into a lot of stuff. Hell, I've been to Christmas Mass. I've mm -hmm. been to, I've spent Hanukkah with the Orthodox Jewish family. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. These are a lot of fun, and I can see the joy and, and the good parts about being in a religious community but at, at the end of it all i kind of i said no I'm, I'm i'm good i'm gonna be agnostic is what i technically count myself at this point yeah and that's that's honestly in lighter terms it just means i'm on the fence right and you know it i've never talked to some i've only ever talked to one other individual who has taken the time and actually gone and spent hours of their lives with other religions because yeah. i i also did that i went and just spent time families that i knew who practiced different religions yeah and it was more for me it was more entertaining not that i went in there like oh let's see this craziness but like <laughs> i just love seeing the dynamics of how humans live yeah. their lives and when you go into really religious communities and they open their doors and they're very like happy to explain and everything there's a joy in it yeah and another thing to make it clear you won't see any of the crazy stuff no that's the whole point that's um, this is going to sound anti-mormon but that's what a cult does yeah they make it seem very appealing from the outside and then you get in that's when they'll drop the bombs on you sure that's when they'll be like now you have a responsibility to god before it was i get things from god and that's it yeah uh, yeah and until i really noticed the weird red flags of course i was wearing red tinted glasses i never <laughs> see them 
But until I kind of noticed the big ones, especially with around my school, we had we had gay kids coming out, and then I was told they're not allowed to come to church with you. Don't ever invite them. Yeah. Don't. Uh, they're going to be going to hell, and so it's just best to stay away from them. I was just like, that's not right, especially since I went to a very weird school. It was one of those, uh, honestly, uh, talk again about the misfits. You know how they've been, they, when they went to school, Fitz, him himself, it was a school of pretty much a bunch of homeschool kids. Yeah. It was exactly like that. Oh, okay. A bunch of homeschool kids brought into one building, and then they, pretty much all the parents in the area volunteered to become the teachers. Yeah. Or they pay teachers, or the school becomes big enough where they do get to pay teachers. And that's what it became. It was a charter school. Um, yeah, I dealt with people of all creeds, of all areas of... I dealt with the weirdos. The, the homeschool kids. <laughs> right. The right. homeschool kids. And that was kind of... I, I'm kind of happy that I did kind of get to spend that time with them. Because th there were also a bunch of Mormons in that school. Sure. Because everyone is. Most most people you know in Utah are going to be Mormon. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of something you have to accept. Um, the, the hard part is, the hardest part for me is, especially when when kids my age or, or people my age hit that age, they're going on their missions. And to me, that's a huge step. That's huge. And if, if you don't know what a mission is, that's for men, that's two and a half years yeah. where you travel to a random country they'll say god chose it for you but it's a random country and then you you preach the word of god to mm -hmm. that country in that area um you could be within the states um and i've heard a lot of great stories of people within the states or you could go to chile weird old russia i've heard there's multiple stories of missionaries getting killed yep. in in countries where they just traveled across borders they shouldn't have and they ran into criminal warlords yep and they don't want to hear about your religion no they don't want to hear about your religion they want you to get off their property yeah uh yeah and you hear all about that and hell i've <laughs> i haven't gone on a mission but i'll tell you one right now from my father if that's okay yeah of course um when he was in chile at that time there was a revolution going on <laughs> yeah a coup was going on at that moment and he went with his partner and they were walking up the street and it was barred off there were tanks, there were Humvees, there were armed guys sitting across on, on the other side of this fence. And then they walk up and they're like, hey, um, we have to go teach a house right up there. Uh, we have a we have a, we have a uh, sister that would love to hear our word. And they were just like, uh, there's a, been shooting and gunfire going off over there for the past 45 minutes. And as they were saying that, you know, you're hearing the, the, the explosions going on and the gunshots going off. And he's like, my dad himself just goes up. Damn, the balls on your dad. I don't care. Props to him. I mean, yeah. And you hear those stories again within the church, and you're like, wow, I can believe in something like yeah. that. I can put my foot behind something with with that big of cojones. Yeah. But and he and he went. They let him through, and he went and he taught. He taught his sister, which is what they call women inside the church, sisters. Yeah. Um. He went up, taught them all, and the whole time they were sitting underneath her island inside her kitchen. Oh because they God. were there were bullets coming through her windows and they taught I mean, her and they said farewell they walked back down and they walked away i imagine that that probably had to have been one of the most religious moments for your dad for I him mean, how do you not of course come back and be like wow yeah. we didn't die we did what we were out here to do accomplish hell i want to hear what the soldiers were thinking with the missionaries walking back <laughs> down well dressed <laughs> yeah. two young well-dressed men and just kind of like 
very yeah, two well-dressed whiteies yeah. coming down just totally fine totally chillaxed and relaxed and isn't it weird to think though that if you were to stay in church you would only be a year into a missionary oh yeah no i wouldn't be out that'd be a weird i wouldn't be out and i would be devout yeah i would be still very very much so you'd be in the thick of things right now you could be in and hell man i've seen dumbasses become great people from their missions honestly i i've seen horrible stupid people become leaders in their group in their in their communities going on a mission and and it's really weird seeing people leave and then come back because they're totally different people. 100%. Of course they are. It's two, two years, two yeah. and a half years in a completely exotic environment. Yeah. Of course you have to. Be I there. think too for and this is me like seeing the better side of things. I've seen some individuals who I could tell were super lost, mm-hmm. and then they decide to take that step and go on their mission, and they're able to find that like that peace within themselves to mm-hmm. put it in a corny way, I guess, mm-hmm. and f- truly be able to be like, okay, this is for me. And they're able to like stop questioning and move forward, which, you know, it's a big step. Two and a half years is not something I'm going to let go of lightly. Yeah. Like, I think for a lot of kids, they don't realize that. Yeah. They'll just go on their mission and they'll go through their entire mission. And they there, that's the worst stories is they get an in-state one or they got the same area they live in. They get a mission within, like, they live in Bountiful, and they get a mission within Salt Lake. So they still live with their parents and go on their mission. Well, actually, I think they go to the MTC in that area. Right. But they see their parents, like, every other weekend. And that's, like, to any other missionary, that'd be unheard of and that'd be weird. But now and more and more often nowadays, it's becoming more frequent. Yeah. And on those ones, I feel bad because you'll have those kids that don't really know what they're doing. They'll go on that two-and-a-half-year mission and they don't change at all. Like mm-hmm. nothing changes for them. And then I'm just like, did you really just spend? I think it's ten thousand dollars. That is what you need to spend to go on your mission. Yep. To come out of you or your family's pocket, um, and you just wasted it the whole time. And I, yeah, that that part of it is. I I think it's one of those things where there's so much pressure too. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you supposed to know if you should go or not? But like, oh, everyone's telling you like. And if you don't go, you're going to go to hell. And if yeah. you do go, you're going to become a better person and you're going to become a leader in society and you're going to be rich. And yeah. you're going to be. And by the way, it's not hard to believe. Most people within the Mormon church are well off. Yeah. They are. That's... So when you continuously hear, you take these steps that they took, you will end up well off like they did. It's hard to say no. That's the one thing in my life that I wish would have been different or at least would have learned at an earlier age is there is definitely a equation that LDS people follow through these men specifically that they follow to, you know, priest, teacher, you know, go on your mission, come Mm -hmm. back, knock out your school, have kids, have your family. Uh, You get married before you go to school. As soon as you're back from your mission, you get married, missionary marriages. Yeah. Because by the age of, what, 21, which is the normal age that they, well, before you went, when you were 20, yeah. was the normal age when you went, and then recently they changed it to 18. Right. So before you'd get back at 22, now you get back at 20, 21. Yeah. And that's strange in itself, because imagine your church leader saying, we are wrong, you need to leave earlier, because we are not spreading the word fast enough. Yep. 
it's weird. It makes you kind of start to question. Things. Well, and I wonder if there was, you know, I'm sure they keep a lot of records of stuff. Mm-hmm. If they were losing a lot of people between 18 and 20 that are our age. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the hardest time definitely for somebody to decide whether they're Mormon or not is definitely them going through the singles ward. Yeah. I've heard it time and time again. And if you don't know what the singles ward is, I don't know if you've gone through it before. It's, no. But it's I where do. you go once you're old enough. I think it's once you're back from your mission. That's where men go. And that's where the women go to start dating. Yeah. They date within the Mormon communities. You, to find someone to marry. Yeah. Yep. To find somebody Mormon specifically. Because if you don't, and you don't get married in the temple. <laughs> I think the one thing that's super interesting that I'm actually really excited about is, you know, yours and my generation yeah. really not being okay with a lot of bigotry that goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because it's obviously a long process, and of course there's kids who are our age who still have problems and still don't understand, but we're really starting to stomp out a lot of things, at least quietly. Things are getting a little bit more accepting. And I really think for the Mormon religion, if they do not start backpedaling on certain beliefs, they're going to see a huge drop-off. Because how... Well, I hate look, I hate pointing it this way, but I know so many people here in Utah who either are or were LDS that are gay and still don't feel comfortable being gay. And that is yeah. fucked up. Oh, that's... Imagine being yourself being yourself your entire life and being told that is bad, yeah. that is wrong. And even after you either leave the church or you stay in it and don't tell anyone, you now have to spend the rest of your life or the rest of the time that you choose to feeling like shit yeah. because you know that in that religion you're going to hell. You want to know why? You want to know how it's still very bad for the Mormon church? Did you know that Elizabeth Smart's dad came out as gay? I went to school with Elizabeth Smart. Yeah? Yeah. I know that whole... That Let's whole talk story. about that in a second. So, because I, I have lots of interesting questions. Yeah. So, I thought that that was interesting because that statement got made. That decision... That decision happened. And then it hit the media. And then everyone hassled Elizabeth Smart. Like, oh, what do you think about your dad being gay? And she's like, I don't know. I just love my family. Which, yeah. don't hassle her. That's fucked up. Yeah. But then completely brushed under the rug. And now he's not. You don't talk about him. You don't it's, talk about him. And I bet money the church has paid him off. Yeah. I bet money the church has paid them off that you're not allowed to talk about it. Don't talk about it. If you talk about it, we'll sue you. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. I went. I went to school with Elizabeth Smart. I, I met her. She's very nice. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Wait, I no, no, no it wasn't Elizabeth Smart. No, no I was say, I'm so sorry. It is her. It is one of her family members. Okay, because I was gonna say, wait, the ages don't add up. Yeah, I, I know the, family the Smart member. family. Yeah, yeah, I know the whole family there. I know her, not one of her dads, but I think one of her uncles, still a Smart. Yeah, was the school cop for our school. Oh no, the, shit, the, the bodyguard. Yeah, hated that dude. Oh my <laughs> god, I want to punch him in the face to this day. Um. Give me so much shit for no good reason. I still don't know why. But um, yeah. And when all of that whole issue kind of came out, because I didn't know for the longest amount of time that he was even a part of that. I didn't even know the smart story. Yeah. Until I was around 16, 17, 18. Mm. I didn't even hear about it. And then out of nowhere, I learned that I, I know people within the smart family. I know people 
hell, I'm close to some people who are very much related to the Smart family. Yeah. And hell, again, Utah, <laughs> say the name Kingsman, and you'll get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a whole a, tribe. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's a whole entire. You uh, know everybody. Everyone knows everybody. Yeah, it, the, and that makes it even harder in most cases. I have to say, like, so, true crime drunks, shout out. Um, we cover a lot of crime and you know kidnappings, serial killers, everything like that. And we did Elizabeth Smart's kidnapping because Utah show might as well do one of the most infamous things that happened in Utah. Yeah, and I read her whole book, and I have to say, she is pretty awesome oh yeah and i have to give her a lot she's of credit she she's a badass and i have to give her a lot of credit to go through the horrors that she did and to be able to openly help other individuals who go through shitty situations to write a book about her trauma yeah. and to just try and live as much of a what a normal life as she can going through that that's badass that's that's the wrong kind of famous yeah it is the wrong kind of famous. And I feel so sorry for anybody who has to deal with that kind of infamy. Yeah. Which is exactly that. It's infamy. Yeah. Because no matter what, like, whenever she goes and does her talks or is on social media, everyone knows that that's the girl who got, who had to go through horrible things. Horrible things. But I, I do have to give her a shout out and just say, like, you know, much respect for doing what you do for communities. No and, hate from me. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, it's it's amazing. And I definitely... You know, she talked about a lot of situations in her book, and obviously being Mormon, she, yeah. you know, talked about how that pretty much was the saving grace, for yeah. lack of better words, in her being able to survive that situation. And, mm -hmm. you know, she talks about a couple of situations that, or a couple of moments that it seemed like God were talking to her. And whether you believe or not, like, hearing those moments will give you chills because you're like, who knows? But... There's there's a lot of stuff about Utah, especially with, with the true crime and, and the superstitious and, and the horror aspect, even, especially being raised in the church, knowing about the, the pioneers mm -hmm. and how they, they tracked across the plains to get here so they could express their religion freely. Yeah. That is something I know about, and that is something that I kind of have ingrained in my brain. Yeah. But then there's also the stories that the pioneers stopped at Skidwalker Ranch. Yeah. And that's when they decided it was time for them to stop moving. And then you're like, Jesus Christ, that's kind of scary. Mm. And uh, there's there's a whole lot to Utah. But if there's, I could give you the best adjective is it's a bubble. It is. It's a bubble, and it's so interesting because now. Now, <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting that, like we were talking about earlier, we really have just the most crazy amounts of like both sides of living yeah right we have devote lds members that will literally like they will die for their they will die for their religion they will go to war for their religion they will you know do everything to uphold that right mm -hmm. and then we have heroin users who crab walk and shit across sandwich places sandwich places yeah and it i really to be honest with you so i there was a large portion of my life where I was like, I have to get out of Utah. I just never felt like I, not that I didn't fit in. I had wonderful friends, but I always felt like if I don't believe in this as much as I do, um, I should probably not be living here. Because mm -hmm. it, 
that's the two fastest things I'll hear from somebody in Utah. It's either I'm spending this, I'm staying here for the rest of my life, or I need to get the hell out of Utah as right. fast as possible. I've heard that countless times yes. from people who are just like, I don't know how people can handle this religion. And once I leave, I don't know, I kind of judge people on, on that kind of stuff because I, me personally, I, I've traveled a lot. Yeah, I've been to a lot of places. I, I could say I, I culturally know more than than the average dude my age. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I'm glad I can say that. I, when people say I need to get the hell out of here, it's I, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, go on a trip, go somewhere exotic. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna find someplace nicer than here. That's what I was gonna get to. So I I dabbled in different ventures to try and get out of here like yeah. i lived in washington with family for a while um i, I washington's great Everest is one of my favorite places if i had the money i probably would live there yeah but i also went to texas yeah. for a job and lived in texas and uh, people who are not lds that live in utah and say that they hate it you are sadly uneducated in what the surrounding areas are like because utah is not bad the only other places i've even come close to noticing people as nice is washington yep around everest area portland you're getting the weirdos portland's not great portland's not great and virginia interesting virginia if i could choose anywhere to live other than utah i'd choose virginia because man it is perfect weather all the time it is pretty green it's like the perfect old people's home yeah (laughs) I, I'd love to live there and just relax for the rest of my days, my weary old bones. See, I, I always tell a story like one of the moments where I realized that, man, Utah might actually be better than what I thought it was is I was uh, driving through Colorado and uh, stopped in Denver and walking around and venturing and, you know, Dabbling in spelunking, yeah, spelunking in uh, <laughs> particular activities that are associated with Denver, with Colorado, Denver, and uh, the green dumps. They have so this beautiful, like, three or four story library yeah. that, like, there's escalators in, and like, it's just crazy beautiful. And uh, you go outside, and when you watch two male homeless dudes butt fucking on the corner, and you're like, okay. And there's like everyone's like kind of noticing it, yeah. but like everyone's just kind of like, oh, this is just happens. It's the best you can do is turn a blind eye. To yeah, because if you get a part of it, you're now a part of two homeless dudes butt fucking. Yeah, and <laughs> and that was the moment where I was kind of like, okay, well, I've never seen that in Utah. And we, then like we do have homeless, sure, now, now everywhere in the Salt Lake area, and and man, I it's it, it's sad. It is sad. It's sad to see, and that's the it, most I can say. And you're going to see it everywhere. But I do have to say that as much as I don't agree with how we've handled the homeless shelters and stuff oh. in Salt Lake, there are a lot worse places that are struggling way harder than we are. Yeah. And it's more visible. Well, there's a reason why all the – everyone's calling this the new Silicon Valley. Yep. Because Salt Lake is the nicest city to be in, period. Yeah. No traffic. Rarely ever bad traffic. Yeah, you're traffic. not going to get stuck for hours. Everything's close by. Mm-hmm. There's a transit inside of it that's perfect, made just for it. Um, it's pretty much like a little Europe within Utah. What is your favorite drink? Oh, favorite drink. Probably just like gas station drink. 
what are we talking? Like soda? Are we talking? Okay. What do you want to drink right now? I think she's bringing drinks. Right now? I like Dr. Pepper. Love Dr. Pepper. Um, but for like sitting at home, my comfort drink? Yeah. You don't need to bring it. Don't bring it. Milk. I, I know people judge. People judge milk drinkers and, and what's they the hate name? Papa Chalky Milk oh, to cure the depression. Yes, <laughs> dude. Nothing's better than a glass of milk before yeah. bed. Hands down, my favorite drink. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so good. Show up with a gallon of milk and just start double fisting, oh, dude. And then, oh, as like as our teenage years, man, I'd always go out and buy a gallon of chocolate milk. And when I was roaming the town with the guys, I just have <laughs> I a gallon it. of chocolate milk at my side. No, I so the sheets. Sheets is apparently the best, one of the best East Coast places for pretty much anything, and I've never, I've never been able to find it. I've never been to Sheets. I've seen a bunch of new food trucks in this area that are normally in the East Coast, especially near the uh, tire store. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a whole bunch of food trucks there. Mm -hmm. There's there's the Cheesers. I've heard of it. Haven't gone. Oh my god. I want to go to that. I think they do it every Saturday. Up over by the Bountiful Library. filled with mac and cheese. Oh, what like, how can that not be good? Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so, I miss Dude's Foods. Were you... Oh, dude. Dude's Foods. You want to know why they got <laughs> kicked out from that Old Smith's parking lot? No. I, this is the rumor. Okay. I don't know if it's true. Yeah. I mean, their food truck is called Dude's Food, so should, we should probably assume that maybe they... uh. <laughs> Hopefully. Partaking, yeah, dude. That's hopefully. the kind of food I want from a dude's food truck. A man, okay, I know that's the man at the peak, yeah, of culinary, yeah, culinary he's gonna, wisdom. He's gonna hand me food. And I'm gonna look at it and think, what is this? And he's gonna be like, eat it. It's Shut delicious. Shut the fuck up. Put it in your mouth. Um, I guess <laughs> the people who have that land are very not cool with that, and had went over and they had like a five foot bong. Chilling out by the back of their yeah. food truck. Next and they to the were, cooler in the back. And they were like, you're not re signing a contract here. Which is so <sighs> tragic because it's so such a great spot. It was one of my favorite hangout spots, yeah. hands down. Because it was dude's foods and then they had that Hawaiian shaved ice yeah. shack. There, there were a whole bunch of those in Layton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one at the Smith's parking lot and that was the first mm-hmm. time. No, sorry, that was the first time I've ever had to deal with hard narcotics. Was in the back parking lot of a Smith's. Oh, and I saw two men just railing lines. And since then, I've always called Smith Sniffs. Sniffs. I it's love just it. Just been Sniffs. Like the old Smiths or the, the new? big, the big one at in Layton, right next to oh, the Winco. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right next to the Winco, right up the street from there. That's that was my. Hell, I've moved around a lot. Um, I spent six years up on the house on the hill. And then I spent four years down in the condos. Then we went up to Layton, spent six years there. I hope my math's right. It's probably <laughs> yeah, not, but it's boom. fine. So I want to ask you a, an interesting question. Yeah. So you lived very rich for a time period of your life. Yeah. How do you look at money as pretty new into like having to work and live on your own? Like, is it your end-all, be-all, like, I want money to be able to achieve the things that I want, or is money more of, like, it's a necessity, but the things I want to do I can probably achieve without being filthy rich? Yeah, I have no major goal to be filthy rich. I've seen that side, and I don't want it. 
and how I've I still on my bucket list is to go up to that neighborhood, that area, work in the garden of some random rich person's house, and then just accept me as the gardener. <laughs> that is dream. I want that to happen and then just get paid famously for doing oh, I nothing. I don't know how to garden. Yeah. They're just like, oh, he's here. He can mow the lawn. Yeah, That's he's what he doing a good do. job. He pulled a couple weeds. But money, money to me, um, definitely one of the most influential moments in my life was I was talking to one of my older relatives. And as, like, when he was reaching near the end of his life, uh, he was my grandfather. Uh, he told me, he was like, there's no point in saving up money if you're not going to spend it. So don't frugality is nice and, sure. and it's a great lesson to learn but don't live by it and so to this day i'm not great with my money i'm the kind of guy i like to go out and have fun if i'm gonna have money i'm gonna spend it yeah um i should save more that's for certain and i think everyone should save more but sure i also believe getting famously rich extremely wealthy is also a wealthy game i'm you got to be wealthy to be wealthy yeah and so that, that's my opinion on it. It's You can be pulled down from being wealthy, but going back up is a lot harder. Sure. As I've seen that from my parents firsthand. Like, especially since, oh, if nobody knew this, uh, my grandfather, uh, the one I was talking about, um, he's Peter Preer, the first violin bow, violin maker in all of America. He was the one first to open the first violin shop in America. Really? Yeah. And so that, that's how we kind of started out so well off, was because my dad then went to France to learn how to make violin bows. And so now my grandpa was the violin maker and my dad was the violin bow maker and they both had their shops right next to each other. Wow. And since we were kind of the only place, it's where you went. Yeah. And when I went to that man's funeral, I didn't know. I didn't know he was famous. I didn't know. So when I showed up, it was a church full of People from Tokyo, people from China, oh, people shit. from Sweden, people from everywhere. And them all saying, this man has benefited my life in more ways than I can count. I bet that was an amazing yeah. I'm getting I was chills. so confused. I was just like, I knew this man as my grandpa. And he was just this really unsarcastic, like, German man. He's very German. Yeah. He came from Germany when he was 12. He sailed across just by himself wow. without his family. Um... And so, like, he doesn't get humor. He doesn't get any of that. Yeah. But he's just this seven, six, six foot, five inches. Big guy. Huge dude. And he just had that light German accent. And that's what I knew him as. And this really kind of quiet, funny, but on to the me. backside, he was a famous, <laughs> super famous. To me, he was hilarious because his humor was so dry. He was the guy <laughs> who was just like... What happened to the apple? It rolled off the table. Ah! <laughs> that was him. Like, to a T. And to this day, I love going to Germany and teasing German people. Yeah. Because they don't get sarcasm. It's one of my favorite things. Um, but yeah, learning that he was famous and that he was huge in, in the violin community. And, and that's the reason why I know how to play the violin. That's the reason why everyone in my family has played a stringed instrument. Wow. Yeah, it's... Hell, I need to get that violin back for my brother. <laughs> I played for six years and then dropped it like it was a hot coal. Like, yeah. I, I was a kid, and I was just like, I don't want to play anymore. I get it. And now I look back at it, and I'm like, I fucking yeah. wish I kept playing. I think that would be something definitely going into your older age would be a benefit. Because that's one yeah. thing that I 
drastically wish that I would have gotten involved with was any form of music. Instruments? Anything. And yeah. It's tough to do now because of time, mm-hmm. you know. And, and hell, if you want to get into a, a beat-based sort of instrument, like the drums, you got to have an expensive drum set that you can yeah. play silently, or you just have a place that you can be as loud as fucking, right. as loud as a drum set. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's, it's real hard to get into instruments kind of after a young age. And, and I'm, I'm so super thankful for my parents for kind of pushing me through that. Mm-hmm. I just think violin was the wrong instrument. I think that's another interesting thing about the LDS community, though, is it's almost, it's not, I don't know if it's pressured, but... Everyone like, knows how to play piano. Yeah, everyone <laughs> knows at least piano, if not more. If not more. Piano, or there's those guitar kids. Yep. We always tease them in high school. Oh, yeah. school. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I did violin lessons for a long time. Uh, and that's honestly, that that's the basis for me now saying, like, because now I want to make music. Yeah. I, I find it really interesting to just to go into uh, FL Studio mm-hmm. and just make beats. Just have fun with it. And, and that is definitely where my roots are in that kind of area is me learning the piano. Because if you don't know the piano, you can't make music. Right. So that's to just the truth. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. But hell, if I learned drums from the beginning, I think I'd still be with that. Right. I've always been very good at beats but i've always been not that great at tonality (laughs) (laughs) well so i think we're at the portion where we need to start diving into some uh lighter funny stuff now i do before we get too far off topic i wanted to ask you because you meant you made a statement saying that like when you're like 15 16 you were like hey like you go to church and like hey i'm gonna go smoke weed like yeah and everyone was like hey we're not gonna do that was that when did you did you start smoking around that time period? It was in that same sandwich shop. Okay. It was one of my coworkers. She was four foot nothing, I think. Like, pretty much a midget. Oh, sorry, I can't. Uh, little person. Little person. I'm so sorry. Um, and just after one of my shifts, she was just like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a bowl. And I'm still Mormon. Yeah. But I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? We go out. We go to one of the, a very nice park nearby. Yeah. And... Of course, that's another thing about Bountiful. There are parks everywhere, everywhere. and no one's watching anything. No, they don't parks. give a fuck. No, and we just sat on the steps, and I smoked my first bowl. And uh, Cassie's little brother was there, too. We, we kind of did everything together at that point in time, but she was the first one to get me into it. And then after that, pot and making sandwiches was kind of a combo. No? And once you're kind of into church and you're into something that kind of everyone else severely judges. Yeah. It's a great way to kind of back off and kind of look at it from an outside perspective. So do you think that starting to dabble in pot was also another point of, like, you know, venturing away from it? Or was it already, like, in motion and then this was just another? At that point, it was already in motion. But But it was a great way to kind of see that all of my mates inside the church would turn on me and tell the bishop in a heartbeat. Because they did. Yeah. And that's how my parents figured out, that's how the bishop figured out, that's how the whole church figured out. That you were smoking. That I was smoking pot. Mm. Was because some of my, uh, at the time, mates they were... just ratted me out. Damn. Interesting. Oh, I got some. You got some dirt on them? Uh, no, I have some interesting stories about getting ratted out on. I have, I've had some very close calls with. Oh, no. With. With the police, uh, my first time ever getting caught by the police with marijuana on me. I was the day before I turned eighteen. 
they caught me. It was at school, and yeah. so they it was the school to decide what happens at that point, and they left it up to the police. And so I went into juvenile court, but I, I'm not even joking. I went in the day of to juvenile court, and they were just like, okay. They're like, get me set up on how to figure it all out. And then the day afterwards, I get a call, and they're just like, yeah, the case is closed. You're not a juvenile anymore. Nothing we can do. Um, have fun. Don't talk about it. It won't be on your record. I mean, that's that's that. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> I I remember they wanted me to spend money, and then after like to because I wasn't. It was pretty much to pay him off. It was like either make enough money that that your family or you can pay it off, oh, or you do community service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember I was like. Oh, Damn it! Now I gotta save up for all this, and then the day after, they're just like, "Don't talk about it." And uh, well, shit. Well, well, now you know. <laughs> now the you salty know. says, "Who is this guy? Randy Newman? You know who Randy Newman is? Toy Story guy. Oh. Google. He doesn't like little people. Doesn't? No. I don't know. Just good old I, I have no issue kid. with them. Huh? Some of <laughs> no. my best friends have been little people. <laughs> um, I living in Utah. For those of you who are listening out of the country, or excuse me, out of state, marijuana is still you could get in a lot of trouble if you oh, did Oh, yeah. Serious trouble. You could get five years if, one, if you're just in the bad situation. Yeah. One, if you are in the Rose Park area yep. and you get caught with it. That's easy yep. You that's easy jail time. We, we've had, I don't know, I won't mention his name, um, but there's been a guest on who's actually himself had a lot of problems with just having marijuana and getting pulled over and having it on him and it's led him down a lot of trouble mm -hmm. and i feel so bad for him because i'm like it's literally just pot he didn't have intention to sell there was no the worst part is how they smoker. can stack it against you because if you have pot on you less than two ounces that's a singular pot charge that's minor yeah honestly you'll probably just get a fine sure now if you have over two ounces which is very easy ounces i don't think it's ounces it's no ounce. it's yeah, it's not ounces. It's ounces is ounces is huge. Yeah. I smoke weed. I should know that. <laughs> uh, it's grams, and yeah. so two grams having over the, over that is super easy. Yeah, you could literally have like After, over that. You have a distributing charge. Yeah. If you have any paraphernalia on you, that's a paraphernalia charge. Um, hell, if you have tiny bags on you and you have under two grams, that's still a distribution charge. Yep. The way they'll stack it against you in this state is ridiculous. Yeah. So what turns into being like, hey, you got like four joints that are maybe i don't know a quarter yeah. a quarter o it should round i don't know let's say you have a quarter o and then maybe you have some paraphernalia or whatever they can yeah. literally put you to jail easy and we're in in 2021 this might be year that they finally make it federally legal according to a couple of things that i've read back to the mormon church fuck them in prop 14 yeah prop they, that was a Fuck them. I'm sorry. That's the one point where I'm just like, screw the church. We, screw the church. We do have a dispensary now, which is interesting. Yes. And I do know someone. And I do have my it. card, by the way. You do? Everybody's wondering. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I am totally legal. Like, <laughs> I, I just think it's so interesting that we still have a time where like, okay, now you can have weed, but my buddy but would can. get in trouble. Yeah. I, if I had it on me and I got pulled over, I'd be I think they eaten weed. <laughs> <laughs> I think they. I think it's a lot more lenient now. I heard more recent stories of people getting caught, and it's just kind of like, "Hey, we're taking this. Don't do it again. Break your pipe or whatever yeah. you have, and then be on your way." But it is one of those things. Like if you get caught once, and they decide that they want to, you know, ride it up, and then mm -hmm. you get caught a second or a third time, repeat charges. That's where it gets really scary. Yeah. 
Because if, if I got caught again with it, they would see my juvenile court yep. case, and then that would be a second case. Yep. And a lot of scary stuff can happen on your that's second case. That's when it starts adding up, and yeah. that's when you could either be in a lot of financial trouble or even spend So we were talking about lighter topics. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so let's get into the lighter topics of fun, funny stuff. So... They're like pot of greens. Yeah, yeah. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's start with the topic? No, we'll leave that one for the final. Okay. Because that I'm sure that won't be a good closing topic. Okay. Um you lost your virginity recently. Oh yes, yes I have. I was told to ask about it, and I don't know what demeanor. And this is a very Mormon thing as well. Losing your virginity is a huge thing to right. people. It's, it's, if you're not Mormon, it's a passage. It's like a, a rite of, it's a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're not in the Mormon community, and if you are in the Mormon community, you get seriously shunned if you aren't married. Yeah. Because sex out of marriage is ridiculous. Yeah, you don't do that. Oh. Bad, 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 bad. You stop going to church after that. That's yeah. it's that bad. Um, yeah, happened recently. Um, it's been a kind of an inside joke between me, Cass, and Holly for the longest amount of time because they told me as soon as I moved in, there's like, you're losing your virginity while you're living with us. And it happened. Those um, sound like some good wingmen. Were they, was it anything to do with them or no? They met the girl once and it was very uncomfortable because they're very different people. Okay. Cass and Holly and then the girl. Oh, they're gotcha. very different people, and I knew they were going to mix like oil and water. Yeah, not not in a bad way or like an aggressive way. It's no, just, just like in like awkward. a yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Awkward. Um, yeah, it's it's funny because again in Utah, the, the person you lose your virginity to, you know them. Yep, I've known that person since middle school. Easily, <laughs> easily. I love it. Easily, uh, and it was it was great. <laughs> I'll just say that it was great. <laughs> it was. It was great. Because, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just told to bring it up, so I didn't know what the... It, it was a very... I, went, I didn't know you know. I didn't know you knew. I didn't know that they told you. And so when you brought it up before we went into it, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we're just going to talk about that. It's not an issue. I'm not, like, embarrassed no, or anything. No. It's... Hey, it's a rite of passage, and I got through it, and, you know, now my roommates can stop calling me a fucking virgin. True, true. I mean, it's definitely... I, I don't know. So I, I think it depends on when you lose it is when like you start getting poked fun at. Yeah. And kind of like the groups that you're in. So I lost mine like right out of high school, kind yeah. of similar to you. Yeah. I graduated young. So I was July birthday, but oh, okay. I was, instead of being the oldest in my age, I was the youngest in my age. So I was I, November, so I was very old. Yeah. So I graduated at 17, and then I lost oh. mine. I think when I was 18, so similar to you. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Especially with roommates that are older than me. Yeah. It, they'll tease me more about it, and I know they're just teasing oh, me. Oh, yeah, I'm not, giving you I'm shit. I'm not bothered. But now it's kind of fun because I didn't tell them for the first while. When mm. I lost it because I was just like, did I? Didn't I? Fuck you guys. You're going to tease me about <laughs> it. I don't have to tell you. And uh, I knew that bothered them for a little bit, but then randomly one day I went, I have to fucking say it. I'm not a virgin anymore. And I said it right in front of them, and they go, ah! And they start clapping and freaking out. And I'm like, yeah, it happened. Like, 
a month ago. <laughs> so I got to ask, because oh. I haven't talked to anyone about this subject okay. who is more fresh into losing it. Is it, okay, and I guess you could look at this as like from a, a previous LDS standpoint, we can stay on subject. I know Does that, it deserve to be put on a mantle? Yes, kind of that's kind of what I was going to, because I know for a lot of young men, non-LDS and LDS, it's like you're kind of building up to this point. Whether that be, like, on my side, I was not LDS. I was just always like, yeah. well, it's going to happen. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, I wanted it without even really knowing why I wanted it. And then yeah. I know for, like, some LDS men, it's more of like a, yeah, I want this, but I can't right now. Mm-hmm. So is it, do you, okay, the question I want to ask is, do you think that waiting until you're either married or in a certain situation is as important as they make it out to be. I believe it's very, very harmful to the couple. Almost always. Because I, I, I'm sorry, if, if you know each other for 16 years, and then you get married once he gets right back from his mission, and then you both realize you're both garbage at sex, it's going to make the relationship harder. I'm sorry, but sex is a part of the relationship. It is, and it is a beneficial part, and it should be a beneficial part. Right. It should be something you both look forward to. And if it now becomes this burden, of, especially if you don't use contraceptives, and yeah. you have to think, I'm going to have a kid after this, and then I have to have the responsibility of having a kid. I've seen it hurt more than help on multiple occasions. See, I share the same opinion with you. It's baffling to me to think that not even sex, but not living with your potential partner in any facet before you get married is a wild thought to me. But never having, because like, what if they get married so young they don't even notice it though? Yeah, that's the weird that, thing. That's a good. Point. You will get if you live in Utah and you're Mormon, you will get married by 25. That is the latest. Yeah, 25, 22 most of the time. And I, not having sex with your partner before you're married. Now I'm not saying that it can't work out. Yeah, I know people oh. where it works out great. Yeah. You're very happy on both sides of things. To me, I'm scared for individuals to do that because, like, there is such thing as, like, you know, one person might have a drive that's through the roof, mm-hmm. and the other one's like, you know, I'm just not. Once a month, maybe. Yeah. And that's like. That right there will create so many problems that you just either won't speak about or just struggle to find a common ground to talk about because it's so. It's been built up to be such a heavy subject. Year, I say three. Three years. Hell, I ain't having kids till I'm 30, 35. Fuck <laughs> that. Yeah. I, I, After seeing so many people get together so early and then later on get divorced and then completely shunned out of your religion. Yeah. It, I, you could say it scared me out of getting married so early. I, hey, for the longest time, and even part of me on certain aspects of marriage... I used to be, I was never anti, but I never yeah. thought I would get married. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged now, funny enough, but oh, yeah. well, congratulations. it's more, it's more not the actual act of like marriage that I want. It has yeah. nothing to do with that because I don't like the legal, why do I need to legally bind? Yeah, you, you just know? love your partner yeah. and that should be the end of that. It, that's how I've always felt and it was like, if you truly love someone enough, you don't need these weird ties to be able to show that. Like, sure, if you just want to call each other husband and wife, that's cool. Yeah. To me, I never understood the concept besides, like, people making money off of marriage. <laughs> I mean, tax, ben- tax benefits are great. 
Sure. I, I'm kind of all for, like, I'm not getting legally married to someone, yeah. but being married to them emotionally. Yeah, I agree. I'm totally for that because I'm sorry if something goes wrong. I don't even want to think about the money or the issues that can arise from that. I just want it to be a healthy separation. Yeah. I want it to be healthy, at least, and I feel like the money is the fastest way to make it just vile and cruel. Well, and I think, too... Oh, you're okay. You're just popping. <laughs> Brand new whip just hopped. <laughs> you got options? Thank you. Thanks for dropping by. Yeah. We got drinks. Oh, Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Don't drink that super fast because it was in the car. Got shook up? Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I think that, no, I think you're exactly right. I don't think that you have to be emotionally, or excuse me, you don't have to legally. I also think that's the younger generation. I think that's our generation realizing yeah. that because we all know someone who's gone through a divorce and it's yeah. been really bad. Or Emotionally, just, financially. Or if they have a kid, another kid. Or we've been friends with kids that have parents that have split up. Yeah. Almost all of my friends have yeah. split up parents. Yeah. And so, again, that's another weird part where I have a very happy family and mm-hmm. two happy, loving parents, and I know they're never going to separate. Those, right. Those fuckers have gone through too much together. <laughs> it scares me. But... Good for them. It, yeah, and I'm happy for them, but you know I, I can't relate on that point either. Like, I, it's strange to me that all of my friends have gone through that. What is it about me that attracts those kind of people? And then you think that, and, and I've come to the decision I don't. It just happens way too often than it should nowadays. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's. So to the other question. Yeah. Should, like, now that you've had sex. And what sounds like more than just once now. Yeah. Um, is it, if you were to like talk to in like a mentor way to a younger man or woman who have it on this high pedestal, yeah. what would you tell them? The best fetish in the entire world is seeing pleasure in your partner. Hands down. Hands down. If you get turned on by your partner being turned on, it, it's a win. Your sex life will always be fun. Yep. And that's that. It's, yep. And hell, if, if you're into this weird kink, hell, if you're into feet, just sweep your partner off. What's up, Twitter? What's up, Twitter? What's up, Twitter? gag yeah. What are you doing on there? <laughs> I, I think that is the perfect advice because it, yeah. There's too many times where either to be turned on, it's got to be at the exception of the partner or it's got to be at the degradation of the partner and, and again i have no issue if you're into that hey sure, masochism sure. all of that hell yeah it's hot <laughs> i'm into it too yeah I'm, I'm right there with you but easily easily if i could tell anybody anything just be into your partner just know that if they're enjoying it you should be enjoying it as well yep. and and i think too I've talked about this a couple times for my age, your age, younger, if you're listening. If you watch porn, you need to understand now that that is not reality. No. You, you, might, you might meet a girl where that 
can become a reality. But I promise you... And if that's what you want, fuck yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I promise you, if you're going in with the mindset of doing all the things that you see in those videos... Spinning moves. Yeah, you're gonna have... Like the South Park episode, you're gonna have a bad time. Like, it's not... It's gonna be... Oh, and no matter what, your first time, I'm sorry, it's gonna be uncomfortable. (laughs) You're gonna have to work through that. Communicate. Communication's key. And ears. Yeah. Pay attention to the ears more often than you think you would. <laughs> that's another that's another tip from old Papa Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dude, ears. Dude, I don't know what it is. We can get on that. That's a that's a whole <laughs> subject on itself. Hey, it's not as bad as feet, not a shun. No. Ears are a thing for sure. It's gonna be the next trending thing is it's gonna be girls like oh. and I'm gonna be like, oh my just where's the button? Whistle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Classic nut button. Uh, wait, I thought all these Japanese animations were educational. <laughs> wait, Boku no Pico's not real? <laughs> I wish. Oh, dream. <laughs> so let's get it out of the way. We probably need to close up here in the next 15-ish minutes. Okay. How do I get into this? So, you know what? I'll say it. You know, I, yes, every three years on a consistent basis for the past eight, nine years of my life. So it's happened three times now. Every three years, like time, like clo- like a clock. My dick sheds. Okay. Now, I have lots of questions. Okay. Now, are we talking like, you know, when you see a snake shed and you like... It doesn't all come off at once. Okay. okay. It, it, it starts off as like you can just tell the skin's getting dry and wrinkly. Okay. And then it starts kind of, it kind of becomes scaly. Okay. Like, <laughs> that sounds nasty. <laughs> okay. And God damn it, I hope it never happens again so I never have to talk about this again. But, like for the next day, day and a half, you just pull skin off. And I'm going to tell you right now, my dick has never been softer than after pulling that skin off. You get a soft dick. Okay. Like, I'm talking no lube, no nothing. You can just go at it. Okay, now, you haven't gone to a doctor. Oh, are you sure you have uh, 15 minutes left? Because I can, uh... No, yeah. We got a, we got a huge topic there on me. Is, uh, I, I have uh, anti-vax parents. Oh, okay. So, that, that's another reason why I, I don't go to the doctor often. The last time I went to the doctor, it was because I had an eating disorder. Okay. As a kid... I don't even know what it's called, but they thought it was cancer. Oh, shit. It wasn't. They just gave me some weird stuff to put in my drink, and then I drank it in water every day for like a month. And then they're like, no, you're just a dumbass, and you're eating, and then you're tr- forcing yourself not to throw up. Okay. I had a morbid fear of throwing up. Gotcha. Uh, that's the last time I've been to the hospital, and that was when I was eight, seven, around there. Okay. I haven't been to the hospital since. Um, I've been to the dentist. Sure. But... I've been raised thinking modern medicine is a burden to society. Okay. We, if you will be open to having a part two, we can dabble in that. We can definitely do. Um, now, I need some more information. Oh, yes, about okay. I'm sorry, yes. So, three times it's happened. Three times. On a regular basis. Every three years. Okay, so to me that doesn't sound like it's anything serious because... No. It would happen... If it was, it would have been painful, and yeah. it hasn't been so... It gets itchy for, like, a day, okay. and then that's it. Like, 
It's not a big a deal, but the way I broached it to Cass, Holly, and Allie, I believe. Shouts out, Allie. Shouts out, Allie. I, it was, this was like my sixth day living with them. And I walk out just like in gym shorts and a tank top. And I just look at them and I'm like, guys, tell me if this is weird, but my dick sheds. And they just all burst out laughing and teased me and made fun of me because they were like, you got snake dick. And I was like, I think that's... That had to have been very close to when the next time we had our book club together because so. that had to have been when it got brought up. You guys had book club the next day. I remember this. Yeah, so okay. You guys had book club the very next day. Because that's when it got brought up and I Cass was like... Cass and Holly came up to me afterwards and that's the first time I ever heard your name. Yeah. Was then they're just like, we told Wes about your dick. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know Wes. <laughs> I know. I was kind of... Because they... I had heard of you prior to that, and I yeah. think it was just like, oh, new roommate. Because mm-hmm. actually, in a weird roundabout way, I almost became that new roommate. Mm-hmm. And I just, through certain reasons, I just didn't want to put them in a situation that I couldn't give them a long period of time, just yeah. in case. Um, so then I found out that you were going to move in. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I don't know you, but at least yeah. you guys found a roommate. I swooped in. Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> no, no. I, I refused. I couldn't do it. Um, okay. And... Then the next thing I think I hear is the pocket pussy <laughs> being set up to scare, which is... Which I don't think Holly believes I set it up. I think she thought I used it and then forgot it in the bathroom. I think so. That's what she thinks. I have used it once. Never again. Yeah. It's too much upkeep. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Do yeah. not recommend. No. It's For everyone who's thinking like it's going to be great, it's great for that one time and then you realize like... There's a whole process. Like now, I have to go. Like now, I have my shamanic ritual of yeah. going to the bathroom with this just jiggly guilt. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> that that post night guilt is already bad enough, and now oh, I have to do it. Now I have process. physical proof that yeah. it's there. And I have to go like rinse it out. Am I gonna, do I rinse it out in the sink? Oh, do I put it in, in the, the shower? shower? Oh. They need to make them like dishwasher safe and i'm just gonna pop that thing in the dishwasher and but that story specifically i remember i showed Cass and holly that i had one i remember i, I like came out swinging it because it's one of those mm-hmm. super elastic ones and i was just swinging it around and they they couldn't stop laughing and then the next day that night like at 4 a.m i was just like it'd be fucking hilarious if i just left it in the bathroom right I put it in the corner of our shower, so as you open up the shower curtain, it is staring you in the face. Like, it is right there. And I I was there. I heard the moment she opened up the shower curtain and Holly screamed. Oh my god, that's so great. And she was like, Aiden! Aiden! And she was freaking out, trying to get me into the bathroom, and I was like, what? What? I was barely awake. And she was like, you left something in the bathroom. And I was like, oh. Have you found it? <laughs> and she, to this day, I don't think she believes I actually left it in there on purpose. I well, think, you know what? I'll have to deal with that. Even if it, I, I, even if it was, it's a great story. Yeah, it's still a great story. <laughs> um, now, I guess I don't have any questions with the dick skin, and I just wanted to know the story. Okay, yeah. First time it happened, I was mortified. Okay, because. I was very young, yeah. very young, and that was the day after I first 
Because, you know, as a kid, you don't really know how to wash yourself. Yeah. This is the first time I washed my dick. Like, actively, like... Like, actively, you know, explored it, you know? Okay. And I'm not saying, like, I, I, I masturbated or anything. No, I'm no. saying, like, I, I washed it for the first time, and I thought that was the reason why. Oh, fuck. I thought that was the reason why, that I just, like, left soap on there, and it was just dried soap. Okay. That's what I thought from the beginning, and then after that, it happened one more time, and it happened again right after I thoroughly washed my penis. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is skin. This isn't soap. It doesn't wash off. This isn't... I don't think that's the reason. And then again, it happened on the third year, on the anniversary of it happening the last time. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is a normal thing, I guess? Is it... It's and, so strange that it's a three-year... That it, Yeah, if it was eczema, it would come up more often. I, I've done yeah. the research into, in like what it could be. I have no idea. I think my dick just, you know, self-sheds for its own comfort. For its own comfort. Dude, you'll never have a softer dick in your life. I'm telling you right now, you won't regret it. You won't regret it. Somehow, if you get it, just live it out. I love to think that it's like a genetic mutation that your dick just wants to be soft. You know, I'll accept it. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. You know, when some people can't do this, my dick just sheds. Self-exfoliating. Oh my god, that's going like to be that. so funny. Like, 50 years from now, we hear more and more stories of it. Well, not only that, but, like, if you started, like, dating someone seriously and the first time it happens, you're like, hey, guess what? Well, you can't see my penis for the next two days. <laughs> yeah, we need a break, but after, the softest thing you felt. You will, like, to knead it in your hands for hours, okay? Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's going to be it's gonna be like one of those fidget, fidget things. You're just going to want to play with it for hours. Oh my god, you just spit coffee everywhere. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you you see? <laughs> That's so great. That's coming from experience, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you'll want to need it in your hands for hours. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, and that's the best part too, because it's like itchy for two days, and yeah. it's, it's hell. I'll tell you right now, it's not bad, but it's just. <sighs> they want to know if you've had the shed. Had you used the shed? It's only within the Mormon community. We've inbred so much, <laughs> we have shedding days. <laughs> oh, yeah, just what? ask the Kingsmen, man. Oh yeah, they know. <laughs> And they're, well, never mind. I'm the more. chosen one. For what? Riley Some... Reed. Ooh. You know, I wouldn't turn it down. Can I tell you one of the most disappointing moments of my life? Okay. That has something to do with Riley Reed. I it does. Oh. Storm Area 51. Okay. I'm there. Really? Where I went. Okay. Was it as cringy as everyone said it was? Uh, or was it just fun? Was it just kind of like a fest? Yeah, it was a festival. Yeah, okay. for sure. Um, show up. I, I can't remember. So, we had drove out, and we didn't. We were trying to check social media, so we drove out on the Friday. So it was supposed to happen 
that weekend. Yeah. We drove out Friday and we got to like around Reno-ish heading towards Vegas. Okay. And we were like, do we just go to Vegas and have like a night, like spend a night there and then go out there the next day or do we go out there? So we ended up going to Vegas. Funny enough, if you know who Forrest is, I don't know if you do, he used to be my co-host. I've seen He would have had the opportunity if he... If he wanted to, to potentially have sex with, um, what's that Old Town Roads guy? Lil Nas. Lil Nas X. Now, I say that, like, jokingly, but I guess the story went, so I'm, I was kind of like a grumpy asshole, and I went upstairs and just wanted to relax. Yeah. They wanted to go grab some drinks. When they left the elevator, they saw him, and he looked like he was kind of, like, pointing at Forrest and kind of, like, like doing some dance moves. Yeah. And Forrest didn't know what to do. He panicked. Because this was like height of Little Town Roads. Thought that was funny. Okay. We go out. That is disappointing. Yeah. God damn. We go out to Area 51 the next day. And it's basically like where Little Alien Inn is at. There's a bunch of like shops, like little pop-ups, like people selling merch and shit. Mm -hmm. There was a stage. And then cars were parked, and everyone was just kind of mingling and hanging out. Yeah. And uh, I wish I got this guy's name. One of the funniest fucking dudes shows up, just drunk as shit, and he's just cracking jokes how he's an incel and like how he's trying to go fuck this girl over by this fire, but this he man just is can't. Reddit incarnate. Yeah, it Jesus was literally. Christ. He was literally a Reddit thread. It was great. And he's all like, "Did you guys see Riley?" And we're like, "What?" Like, oh, you missed it? She was just here like 20 minutes ago taking pictures and walking down in pretty much no clothes in alien clothes. And we're like, what? You're joking. (laughs) And he pulled, he showed, he had a picture of him hanging out with, he had a picture of fucking Riley Reed. And I guess she had been there for like two or three hours just chilling with everyone. hanging out? Yeah. And I'm like... Not, of course, nothing would happen. Yeah. But a picture with her would have been dope as shit. But a chance is a chance is a chance. Is a right. chance. A chance I'm never going to get. I mean, do you shoot your You got to shoot your shot. Oh, if you don't, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're going to see Riley Reed, you got to take your shot. Now, here's what I'm going to say I am, a, I'm, I'm in a younger, not generation, we're still a part of the same generation, I'd say, but we do have different age cultures. Yeah. Your guys' Riley Reed is our. Oh, what's her name? Sommeray. That one. Yeah. <laughs> I just did an Ahigo face for Twitch. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, she's the one that just did the porn video on Christmas. Her first ever porn video. Oh, come oh. on, Twitch chat. You got this. Bathwater? Yes. Yeah. What's her name? Um, I can't believe it. I think she's falling out of obscurity. After you see it, you know... Yeah, makeup comes off. Yeah. You're just kind of like I've been waiting this moment for my for like three years now, and then you're for like, yeah. your life." <laughs> and then you're like, oh. "Belle Delphine, yeah. thank you." Oh my gosh, you're right, Bebert. She was down there because that was her fan base. All the Reddit meme kids. But I'd say like your guys's Riley Reed is our Belle Delphine, or even then, it's still Belle Delphine to you guys. Yeah. It, I would say your generation, the one that always pops up, is the one that's on TikTok a bunch. It's a guilty know. pleasure of mine. I have a funny TikTok and some sexy shit on there. Come on, I can't yeah. not. But thirst like, traps happen. 
and I don't swipe away instantly. <laughs> and you can't judge me for that, okay? It's. I remember when I first heard about TikTok, I was like, oh, that's so cringy. That's so that's so garbage. I'm never going to get that. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I did fine. Fuck it. I'll do TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok's actually really good. Man. It's not bad. I have a lot of funny stuff on my TikTok. Everyone who wants to shit talk TikTok just wants to seem cool nowadays. It means a, they don't a, use it. It's a good site. But it means they've never used it. Two hours in. We're going to call it for now. Okay. It's been a pleasure meeting yeah, you. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun. It was man. a lot better than... <laughs> Man, I I had expectations, Dude, and they were blown out of the water. Yes. So, That's all I wanted. let's just say that. That's all I wanted. Um, I'm going to close out by doing my just ad read. Guys, we're sponsored for the ones who are listening now. Heppiest, number one place for premium CBD that's not going to break the bank, cheaper than all the competitors, locally owned and sourced in Utah, and it is safe for work, meaning... There's no THC. You don't have to stress about any of that. Um, they do have someone. They have something for everyone, and I'm personally using the number two brand. It's a broad spectrum. Makes me feel great, focused, love it. Um, head over to. Do they have he- a, a local place? Like an actual uh, store? Online. Online. Yep. Okay. Happiestmed.com. H-e-p-i-u-s-m-e-d.com. And for the rest of the night, I have another show starting up here in about 30 minutes. So stay tuned. And do you have any social media you want to shout out? I know you're not really. Uh, no, I'm not major into social media. I'm just happy to talk. All right, perfect. Well, I'm sure the audience loved you as much oh, as I do. Twitch.tv slash AirplaneFood94. Let's go. Go follow Twitch.tv slash AirplaneFood94. Stream Dota, stream pretty much anything I can play with friends, Apex, stuff like that for fun. Perfect. And I'll make sure we'll figure out schedule-wise and get you back for part two. Good. Glad to hear it. All right. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I'll be back in a little bit. Bye.